And if you don't believe that, you're a moron. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hello and welcome to episode number 111 of Planet Rage. Oh, the triple digits, three sticks. That's what we got. One, one. I mean, how do you just like hitting the lottery there? Hubba, hubba, hubba. Or a jackpot or one of those. We're raging against the cold. Woo. God, one degree in Chicago. That's brutal, man. Yeah, the other day when I got up, it was negative 13. Holy shit. It's the deep freeze. And as such, I want to apologize. Although nobody mentioned our last show was just so fire. Nobody even mentioned that we didn't do the Chicago crime thing. That's right. We forgot that. Hmm. Well, today, eight shot, five fatally. So that is a very high percentage, but a very low number. Wow. Wow, what are they shooting 50 cows? That's a that's a hell of a kill <laughs> kill ratio. Wow. Mm. But you know when it's negative 13 out, it turns out the people don't want to go out to shoot each other. <laughs> so I mean if I you bet you li- most of those shootings were indoors, too. They would have to be. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not sure what is the uh, physics if you go outside when it's negative 13 and fire a gun, does the because there's a lot of humidity in the air, I believe. But um I mean, then bullets just might freeze in midair or something. Could I don't be. know how that works. I know. I've been in a couple of times where it was 35, 40 below zero. And if you spit, it will bounce when it hits. By the time it gets the ground, it's frozen <laughs> and it bounces. So, so who knows what it does to bullets? It's doing know. something. Doing something. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> staying inside. I appreciate that. Yeah. We had the snow right before it got to the deep freeze and then the snow blower was broke so the wife just threw oh it in the, no i know in the back of the trunk and took it to the place to do the thing where they do the oh, thing shit. The and then thing of course found, the of course you found out because she just like comes home at lunch and like let's just throw it in the trunk i'm like you're gonna bungee that down she's like no it's not far and i'm, and I'm like okay wow <laughs> but, you know i said worst thing that can happen in a new snow blower yeah, <laughs> if it yeah. falls out on the way to the place she's louise and then it turns <laughs> out it looks like they do because she's like there was a sign although it wasn't on their website which is bad marketing folks that uh 50 bucks they will do pickup and delivery so if that's 50 that's bucks, very bad marketing yeah that's money well spent 50 bucks for that yeah. uh-huh so if they'll bring it back for 25 bucks i'm all in on that yeah hell yeah god and what about the roads are they icy and fucked up as a result of the snow and this extreme cold yeah, right now I'm assuming it's pretty, uh, it looks icy. I don't go out because, you know, it's negative one and then now one. And, you know, what would you? Way better to stay inside oh, yeah. <laughs> and watch No Agenda Social Burn, which I mean, I know that's all about another show, but. Uh, but I think we better get, get, get on it at some point because, I mean, we are inextricably linked, are we not? Yes, we are. 
which is the problem. And it seems like it's full dimension B on display here. I know people are gonna be like, you're biased, dude. You like curry. (laughs) And I do. I'm usually pretty good at being able to decipher what is going on with all this stuff. And I don't really think there's anybody necessarily at fault here. We had two sides and this is the biggest problem when dealing with the value for value model. And you turn over some other part of your organization to a third party. Q Howard Jones. No one is to blame. Exactly. And it's like, I, you know, I, if I have to push any kind of blame for how it's been handled, I'm going more towards Ariner, the guy that runs it, but I don't want to blame him completely because I understand why he was disenchanted with the way that no agenda social had been talked about. But I mean, if I can, uh, I mean, when I told you, you that yeah. this, uh, this whole thing had gone down, mm-hmm. you know, your reaction was what I would have expected it to be when I'm like, well, Adam said there was a lot of content on the site that he wasn't happy necessarily that his brand, his name was associated with. Sure. And if I can repeat what you said, you said no agenda social is filled of assholes. There's a lot of assholes. There's a lot of assholes on all social media. Yes. And I think that's people just don't understand that. Um, Ultimately, it is a for profit. Let me get back up a little bit. Under the banner of assholes, what was absolutely mind blowing to me was once he once the plug was pulled, I guess it's still not pulled, but notification that uh, no agenda social was uh, being sunset, which is a great great term for yes. blown up. <laughs> Some of the posts, the vitriol from people directed at Adam, I was like, "What the fuck? Wait a minute! This guy does a fucking free show, yes, asshole! It's fucking free. You don't like it? Turn it off." For 16 years. For 16 fucking years. And they're shit talking this guy up and down. It was like, like what fucking dimension are you from? You know, and and people don't understand that. Yeah, it is a brand. It's a very successful brand that he created on his own. And, uh, and, And there is a certain guilt by association. And when suddenly a site like that is just littered with really bizarre, toxic shit, um, it, there's a rub off effect. It's bound to affect him. And I understand why he suddenly said, Hey, fuck this. I guess he did. Did he do that? Or I mean, I guess he would have. Well, what, see, that was, that is the guess. That is the extrapolation that was done by a lot of people because from what I can tell, and I have zero inside information on this mm-hmm. besides talking to our buddy void zero a little bit, who said he had a direct conversation with Adam. I have not, talk to adam i've my whole life i've never once talked to adam i mean i talk and then he talks yeah. <laughs> when the stream right. gets taken over but we've right. never you know had a zoom call or phone call or anything like that well uh, that's uh that is surprising but if you told me you'd never talked to dvorak that i could believe because as we all know you're the you're just the fucking pre-show guy pal right get that through your head <laughs> i'm just the pre-show guy that's all i know so i have zero firsthand information but from what right. i understand all of what was said and done was either done on their show no agenda or mm-hmm. in public on no agenda social and i think what a lot of people believe is that adam said shut it down get rid of it i don't want this anymore mm-hmm. and that's absolutely not what happened right 
people are like, well, it was going to get to that. It's like, well, how do you know? And it's like, well, what else could Ariner have done? The two choices basically came down to, I guess, do exactly what he did. And I don't blame him for doing it because it's his time and his money and he's running this thing. So if he's no longer happy with the arrangement, it's fully in his purview to do whatever he wants. The other choice, I think, and I don't know if this was being what was hinted at again, because I have zero firsthand information. Maybe it was Adam's way of being like, clean this place up at least a little. Right. But then there's a lot of people who are like, well, free speech extremists. And it's like, yes, but free speech extremism is not good when people are being hateful, vile douchebags just to be hateful, vile douchebags. Well, I think it's it's it depends on where this is happening. Everybody has a a right to free speech when they're sitting in a bar room or a restaurant anywhere, you know, really. Um, But when it's 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 somebody's let's put the run the, uh, you know, comparison to uh, let's call say that say that no agenda social is uh, Curry's home. If somebody comes into your house, uh, their free speech ends right there, because if you don't like what they're saying, you can throw them the fuck out. Right. Okay, so here's this thing. It's a business, right? It's a the guy is running a business, and and so think about television for and radio for well over a century. They didn't even have to deal with this shit because the government did it for them. Right? You right? can't they, say they, it otherwise. You're right. You're off. FCC got a standards and practices, all kinds of shit. So it's like, hey, you know, this is this is how it is. There's there's kids listening. This is that whatever, and so on and so forth. Right? Then you get it. To, now we get into social media and so forth. Um and. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a there's a fine line between content moderation and, and censorship, which is obviously what so many of them did and are doing still, right? That's that's a pretty ugly fucking thing. But ultimately, it's a business somebody's running, right? And they have a, they if if you're if you're making bomb threats or posting really toxic shit that makes people want to vomit, you know. Even I worked in television for many years. I worked in publishing. Even there, you wouldn't believe it. Aside from the editorial. People would be all pissed off because, oh, Ralph Lauren's ad ran two pages ahead of Cartier's. You right. know, what the, it, you never can please everybody when you're running a thing like this. So some, somebody, what somebody ought to do is come out with a, an absol- a free speech absolutist platform where there are no limits. And then that's the place to hang and you can be happy with that. Why, why doesn't somebody do that? And everybody pays, you know, five bucks a month or something and nothing, nothing is off the table because, again, you know, it's listener sponsored. There's no, uh, Nobody has a any leverage over you. That that's really the solution. Somebody yeah, there should are, do that. Maybe somebody has done it. I yeah, there know. are some instances that are like that out there, and you can roll your own. Which I mean, I don't want to get ahead of anything, but we do have PlanetRage.social now. Yes, we do. I've been working on getting my account set up there. Then we'll work on getting your account set up there. And while that's it's something idea. I don't think we have any aspirations to open it to the universe, because then it becomes a shithole. Right. It is something that I can see opening it up to people that have supported the show that we know and that are vetted in more of a way, not because that I hate everybody else, but because it is a very small instance. We don't need it to run out of control and right. we want everybody to be able to have a good time and not turn into exactly what this has turned into, but it's a very dimension B because even our buddy no beret in the troll room right now at trollroom.io asked who put up the poll about nas users and listening to no agenda well adam did but i've done the exact same thing so i don't know why people are looking at this like it was somehow 
a bad thing. Right. And it was interesting on the show because Adam got like 500 responses, which Dvorak thought for No Agenda Social was great. It was great. I was shocked at Adam and he disagreed on that because pre-digital shit, right? Before there's any of this stuff came up, take an example of a direct mail, right? You send out 10,000 pieces of whatever the fuck it is you're selling. If you get a, re a response rate of 2%, you're a superstar. Yes. Right? One, you're doing pretty good. So for him to get 500 re replies to this out of a, a universe of 10,000 people at any given time, Javorik was 100% right. That was, that was a hell of a response. That was really po very positive. Yes. It's, well, it's a signal to noise ratio. And I've done exactly. similar tests with this on yeah. Twitter years ago with using the same concept that adam was using which was hey look i've got a thousand followers so if i post a message saying hey can you do whatever you want to do do you want to respond do you want to click whatever do something to let me know you saw this post and if you had a thousand people you'd be lucky to get five yes that would respond and that i think is one of the biggest you know misconceptions here that this was trying to make everybody feel like crap it's like you also have to understand mastodon doesn't have the algorithms like twitter does and this is one place where twitter shines which is if i constantly interact with you or our buddy no beret who was over on twitter no underscore beret he's got always mopar and hot chicks yes. but if i follow him and i interact with his posts then the algorithm if i don't log in for three days and i come back and log on it's like, hey, you want to see this guy's post because you follow him. You don't get that right. on Mastodon. No. So no. if you post a poll, it's not like pinned anywhere. People don't see it. It falls right, right. on down. Right. Every new post that comes in. So getting 500 people to respond was actually pretty good. I agree with you there. Dvorak, 100% yeah. right. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people took that in a completely different way that I wouldn't have, which was this was. Adam trying to find out who is listening to the show and who's not. And well, that was, it was a bad he, metric. He, even if he was doing that, why the hell shouldn't he? Yeah, it's who his show. You're looking for show. information. <laughs> I mean, this is where it always comes back. This guy's doing a free fucking show and people are pissed off about him. It's, it's mind blowing. Well, and it comes down to nobody also talking about complaining about donors which i don't know i think i do that i think every show that's value for value probably does that at one point or another what, what were the complaints i guess i missed that what were the complaints about donors that just that they have been down but i mean the oh, biden economy and all that sure and sure well you know what again it's a fucking business it is he's not he's in there to make money that's why he's doing this he loves it clearly but if you're not making money i mean we, we don't make a lot but if we were making nothing I'd fucking stop yesterday. Right. I just would. Uh, you know, then it's become, it becomes pointless to me. And if this turns into something which, I mean, hey, we'd love everybody if you keep on sending in big donations. If this were oh, yeah. to turn into our full-time jobs in, at that mm -hmm. level, right? I don't know how you do not treat that differently because you and you I know. are doing this overall for fun and maybe we can buy an apple you know a computer or something at the end of the year with what you make and you figure that's a win yeah for adam and john they're paying their mortgage they're paying sure. their insurance they're paying everything that they need right out of the show that is all they do and 
if you like the show, you donate. If you don't, you don't have to. I mean, that's the beauty of the whole thing. Exactly. And with so many things that surround the show that were added value, Mm -hmm. I understand why people maybe were a little bit disappointed with the way No Agenda Social went because the think the thought process is hey if we do this only out of our community and you can't just keep your community you can't keep everybody else from joining you know if you think that i can have a social media that isn't very well that isn't very much hand picked the people that you're going to allow to be on that right you're eventually going to get into the same problem now you can always okay. boot people off and all that and maybe that keeps it going for a little bit longer but it seems to me that the the bottom line with all of this, that there's a lot of people who believe Adam shut it down and that didn't happen. Was he disappointed with a lot of the stuff that was on there? Did he think that the type of content and the quality of content wasn't great? Sure. But can you really say it was if you've been on there? I mean, can you say that you thought this was the greatest thing since sliced bread and that people were having really deep interactive conversations because i mean all i have is my personal experience and i met a lot of great people there are a lot of fine people there Um, are and let me say this about posts every fucking post i made was brilliant (laughs) well see i mean you're different because you were a professional writer (laughs) i mean that's the big difference you were a professional (laughs) i'm sure they were i'm kidding but yeah i mean I, i i don't think it was really I mean, I didn't hear all of Adam's complaint about it from the show from Thursday, I guess, which is when this really sort of came to a boil. Correct. Yes. Um, which is all right. The, the biggest. Yeah. That was the biggest issue right. I've had with all of this was that Ariner took it upon himself to do this fairly quickly. And that has led to a lot of. I don't want to say misinformation, but that's kind of what it feels like to me. Well. Um, but, but he, he, he did this and, and he, it came to a boil because, and I, you know, like I said, I haven't heard all of his, his to everything he said. Um, but I don't believe I'm going to guess that he wasn't really pissed off about some of the, the, that every, every post wasn't scintillating and thought provoking and right. artistic. It's fuck. It's a, you know, it is what it is. I think probably what I saw in the past week or two was some really outrageous, toxic stuff people were posting. And I wasn't surprised when this happened. I wasn't. I thought, man, if if Curry's looking at this, he's got to be bugged because there is a rub off effect about that. And I and I know that it's at some points um, people have been bounced from from the the instance, have they not? For various reasons, you know, maybe it became too uh, too labor intensive to pull the club to pull a plug on on people who are posting this kind of shit. But I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna surmise that that's really what got under his skin. It would get under mine. Were I in his position, you know. Yes. And because it is, as you said, there's a rub off, like somebody made a great point, which was if the no agenda shop, also a third party thing run by somebody not under any of their control, if they started selling shirts that said, you know, uh, F the Jews and F the Negroes and all, you know, would they want that? No, No, they would run as quickly as they could. Of course, of course, of course. But posting it on the internet, it's like, oh, that's, we have, it's free speech. It's like, but there's a limitation to what, not, not to free speech. You want to go start your own instance and spread whatever else you want around. That's fine. Then do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
but most of us understand that if you go out into public and some dude walks up to you and your kids and your wife and says, Hey, fuck your wife and fuck your kids. You're going to punch him in the face. Yeah. There's, you know, that's the, well, yeah, line. that's the beauty of true free speech because in, in, in days of yore, you know, you, people could say anything they wanted to say. And also you were free to, to sock him in the mouth when they did. But I think the second half of that equation is over. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Um, but question, I know, um, and I'm a little confused and I'm counting on you to straighten me out. Um, Ariner said, well, I read his post saying, you know, it's been six years. It's a very labor intensive task. And said, I'm sure it is. Yes. I, mean, I can't imagine how much the sweat equity equity the guy was putting into this. But now he's migrated this over to this new instance, no authority that social. And it seems he's still running it. Is, is, yes. is, is he going to, is he going to step away from this one? Or I'm, I'm confused now. Cause if the first one was so labor intensive, why wouldn't the next one be? That's a big question. And, the way I look at it, and again, there are two sides to the story, so I understand why he took his ball and went home, you know, why he separated from no agenda, but there's nothing to say you couldn't do it again because you're putting this in somebody else's hands, which is, I have nothing against Ariner. I'm just like, I want, if I'm going to have a social media account, I will pay the money. Well, we'll pay the money because it's planetrage.social, right. but we know as long as we're willing to pony up the 15 bucks a month. It's not going anywhere. Right. It's not in somebody else's control. And right. I'm not sure why, except, I mean, I applaud Ariner for doing this because I had a kind of very well back and forth with him, not a year or two ago, maybe about what it costs to run no agenda social. And even then it was getting close to like a thousand bucks a month. Really? And he was footing that bill? Allegedly. Yeah. Wow. So that's a, that's a serious fan. So he's a, he's like, uh, he's not a knight. He's whatever the hell he's a Duke or an Earl or a should be way, 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 <laughs> way up, up there. Peerage. Yeah. Now wow. why he would continue doing that without, and you know, being a part of the show, maybe he just loves doing it, yeah. but I can see at any point you go, well, this is getting to be a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know Barry says he's never complained about the labor and resources, not complained, but he has talked about how intensive it is as far as labor and the money behind it i'm not saying he's complained right so maybe he is independently wealthy that's possible i don't know him interesting but so it has i i heard adam telling john to you know get on over to uh no authority john complained he wouldn't know how (laughs) i i think he did i think john allegedly did there was somebody claiming to be them of course you don't know at this point is, has Adam made an appearance yet there, or is he not going to do that? I have not seen that. I don't know what his plan would be if he is planning on moving over himself or not with everything that has uh, mm. gone on here. It is just a very weird situation how quickly people that were a part of the No Agenda tribe, how quickly they turned, including our buddy Foam Boy in Phoenix, who are like, we're taking our fucking show off the stream. We're not even going to let them run the show. We want nothing to do with no agenda now because of all of this. And it's like, well, what's all this? I'm still looking for somebody to explain what the, all this is Hmm. besides a couple of podcasters going, I don't want our name associated with, you know, anti Jewish, anti whatever Hmm. vile memes that are being posted. We just don't want our name associated with it. Nobody has really been able to explain 
why uh, everybody's so mad at Adam because I'm like, I agree with them for I wouldn't want my name on any of that stuff either. No, but he didn't say shut it down. He didn't say screw all the producers, you know, pull the plug on them, kick them off into the cold. It's like, that's not what happened. And Aaron or the way he did it made Adam Curry look like the villain here, whether he Mm. meant to or not that's the way it kind of appeared to me and nobody is really stepping in to go well no he never told him to shut it down and there's a lot of people moving over to no authority dot social or no authority social.com whatever it is they're like thank you Ariner, thank you Ariner." it's like yeah but he's the guy that decided to shut down the last one so i'm just very confused unless i'm missing something i don't follow this stuff really closely yeah but i'm not really sure well, you follow it more closely than John does because he had no idea that Ariner and Matt <laughs> Hamilton were the same guy. I, I didn't either until recently, just because it shows up on the uh, on, on the No Agenda socials. But I mean, the guy deserves all the props in the world for what he has done. He doesn't deserve to be thrown under the bus. Yeah, he provided well, a, a service that I wouldn't. I mean, it's very generous. Yeah. Well, the thing is, really, it's kind of a, a case a case study in uh, how these things can spin out of control and how it's like the game of telephone. Telef- I, I refuse to use the word misinformation or disinformation or that commie shit. But um, <laughs> right. But I'll just say how the fact become distorted and contorted, sometimes even n- not deliberately, because, you know, it's pretty clear from from what I heard Adam say on yesterday's show, kind of how it went down. And this Erner guy. I've seen several posts of him saying, you know, to be clear, there's no enmity between myself and Adam. Da 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 da. da. You know, I'm not doing this anymore, but I'll probably start shooting donations at him anyway, in in lieu of my my time and talent. So, you know, it sounds it sounds pretty above board to me, but I guess people that missed those assumed otherwise. Yes, and on the message that said we're shutting down, you really could have taken that opportunity if you're Ariner to be. Adam didn't ask me to do this. This is, you know, we came to this conclusion together and we want to make it so everybody still has a social media place to go. Yeah. But we would like to separate this. And so the thing about Adam running for mayor, I'm seeing this in the troll room and I've seen this in a few other uh, places. You know, Adam wants to run for mayor of Fredericksburg and Fredericksburg's like half the town of my little piece of shit town here. So I don't think. I don't is think that any, true. Yeah. Is that a rumor? Is that true? Adam really is considering a run for me. I, I have never heard about it unless, you know, again, I could have missed something in a show. That's quite possible. But when it comes down to it, if you're in the middle of a small little town in Texas, I think yeah. people are smart enough to be, well, you, that's not your post. So you're, you have a show and people are on a social media site. The reality is they don't own no agenda. So if Aaron or had, Except Adam, I believe, owns the domain for it. But if somebody wants to start up a social media site called No Agenda Whatever, they don't own that. They couldn't keep you from starting a social media site with that in the name. You can't copyright a name. That's true. So it's very interesting. Just all of the, you're right, the telephone game explains a lot of this. You know, when you got 50 people in a classroom, they whisper a secret to the first person and you, every one of them just whispers to the next. And by the time you get to that 50th person, it's totally different. I can't even get the message straight with my, my family. When I say pass the potatoes, right? I get the fucking asparagus (laughs) instead. Really? It it was, it was very, uh, 
very strange to watch. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak have talked about Dimension A and Dimension B for years, and I think I saw it more clearly with this than I have in anything else. How quickly people just took sides and were very oh, yeah. negative, but again, very much what I would expect out of the leftist playbook, which is you have no facts. You just have feelings that you're mad and he's at fault. So I'm just going to say these horrible things when you say, well, why? And they're like, I don't know because of all the horrible things he's done. Well, like what? Well, you know, the way he's treated the people on NAS. Well, how has he treated the people on NAS? You know, badly. And you never get around to any real answer. So, I mean, it's going to be fun to watch, I guess. The other thing people were immediately like, what are you going to do when they kick everybody off no agenda stream? And what what are you going to do when the uh, troll room disappears and void to be in the back? He's like, well, I just ordered the servers for another two years. So I hope that they're not going anywhere. And they're all under his control anyway. So they will be there. The the stream's going nowhere. They still let crackpots like you and I on the stream right now (laughs) doing this little show. And, you know, I'd be glad to call out anybody if they're wrong on anything, it's like we, everybody saw grumpy old bands, right? They watched the, the Bembro's Darren O big uh, fight when the hairy hamsters and all that. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, I will often to my detriment, have the argument. If I believe that it's correct. Sure. I mean, it makes things more fun. I think. Yeah. It helps with yeah. the rage. It does indeed. Yeah. So if you're a supporter of this show and you think you might, uh, you know, if you've donated, I don't know if we want to put like a an amount on it, we'll be talking about that. You know, maybe it's if you've donated 50 or 100 bucks, then you can get an invite if you want one. That way we can vet people and it's uh, it won't get That's out a- of control. And it's a cool little perk, I guess. Yeah. I know a lot of shows like, you know, who are these podcasts or buddy Carl? I mean, they have things like the discord server and all that. So yes, yes, this could be a way to, I'm so glad we're not doing discord. I despise that fucking thing. I do too. um, Yeah. I cannot stand it. It's not any fun. No, no. It just gives me a headache. Um, (laughs) yes. Well, I mean, and then it's so many weird different things and, uh, I'm going to have to get used to because our new instance is now Pleroma rather than mastodon yes which does sound like a skin condition it does it's not a great name i'm sorry sorry mr o'neill you've got pleroma oh no some of this on rub some of this stuff on it it should go away there's always a cream for it right (laughs) exactly what we need it'll fix it it'll fix you right up you'll be in great shape but the uh you know the bottom line on anything always get as much information as you can i think that's one thing we've preached here from day one with the way the media covers things it's like always make sure you're getting the full story yes before you start hating on somebody for any uh any strange reason oh no beret wants to know how much would that be in donations in rubles well that's uh that's the other show unrelenting that we take rubles with the rusky yeah Yeah, i'm sure there is a uh, there's a conversion thing somewhere yeah but we'll figure that out once we get, we have to still get Larry over on, uh, because you just moved the account over. So that might be, is, is it like a 30 day thing where you can't do it for like another 30 days or for, for what? For Did you go through the whole process of moving the account when you went to no authority social or you still have the no agenda? 
I don't even know. I think I think it said you know because I'm not good at that shit right. either. I'm just I'm just a couple of clicks ahead of Dvorak, <laughs> which means well. you probably just created the new account, which is good because yeah. I can show you how on No Agenda Social there's a way. Once we get you the new account at planetrage.social, you yeah. can point the no agenda social one over and it automatically sends all your followers right to that one. And well, it did. Be- I, I, yeah, but I noticed I, I lost about 150 followers in the migration. So, and I saw CSB was one of the first to complain about that, <laughs> um, but, but I guess it's going to happen. I, I mean, you had a bunch, you probably had a couple thousand on there or 3000 or something. You had a lot on, on no agenda social, right? How many, how many do you retain? Not much because it fails, but Ariner was going to work. I, I pointed it out yours to him. Failed? Why does your Why did yours fail? I don't know. It went to an error page when I tried to do it, and then it wouldn't let me do it again because it looked like it had. So I'll see. It may end up working its way through the or no maybe social or uh, maybe maybe I'm the Ben here, Darren. Maybe. <laughs> but I asked Aaron, and he was I'm looking into lucky. it, and you know he's he's again being very helpful. So it's like I don't want this to make it seem like I'm being negative about him. I sure, just want to, sure. uh, you know, to point out that a lot of people are making assumptions, which is yeah. exactly what Adam posted when Aaroner was like, "Well, you know, you said this, this, and this, which means you want this." And Adam's response, exactly, or I'm paraphrasing, was, "Well, those are." You're making assumptions, which says to me that he didn't think what he was saying was 100% correct. Sure. But uh, mm. people are always going to be raging no matter what, which we're happy because. Well, it's certainly been stirring the pot, hasn't it? It's brought, uh-huh. brought another dimension of drama to the entire enterprise. So, uh, you know, <laughs> it helps our show. Yeah, as does having does. great producers. And I wanted to clip this when this was originally on. And I, it was a few weeks ago on the Bill O'Reilly program, but our buddy Srini came in Srini. And, and he sent this clip in. And I thought this is a great way to, uh, to start with the clips for today on the rage. Oh boy. These other progressive things. We got to stop this now. If I, I'm telling you, I don't have any progressive friends anymore. They're gone because I can't stomach them. Criminals running wild, murdering people because progressive DAs funded by George Soros don't want to punish the violent criminals. That's what you're giving me. You support that. Get out of my house. Out. I've had it. Biden is not going to get any better. And the Democratic Party has to get destroyed next November. I don't care whether you like Trump or not. Trump governed this nation in a responsible way where everybody prospered. And if you don't believe that, you're a moron. Every single thing, every single indicator was on positive territory. All the working people, no matter what color they were, were making more money and there were more jobs. We didn't have inflation. We didn't have supply problems. We didn't have any of it. Now we got all of it. In addition to an open border. Yeah, I mean, Bill could have done this show with that kind of attitude. Really? In fact, I think he's listening to my show. Because because I said, probably about four shows ago, I said something very similar to that. And it was simply, you know, in in retrospect, I can think of many times, especially in Los Angeles, when I would have a party at my house, a barbecue, whatever. You know, it'd be a pretty good group of people would be there. And there was invariably a couple of lefties. Uh, would show up and they always felt entitled 
to start mouthing off about how much they liked whatever their lefty hero uh, politician was. And I used to get like the, you know, the side eye, don't you dare look for my wife, you know, because, you know, above all else, keep the peace. And I, I fucking regret that. I really do. Um, because I, I regret not saying, hey, you know what, your candidate is shit. Joe Biden's a fucking moron and a disaster. Because if somebody's, if somebody's vehemently supporting an asshole who wants to destroy your country and your way of life, is that really a friend anyway? Who gives a fuck if they're in my, in my life or not? I don't need them in the next barbecue. So I'm totally, I'm totally with, uh, with O'Reilly there. Totally. And I kind of see a, uh, a correlation between that and what we just talked about with No Agenda Social. You got yeah. certain people that are spewing stuff that you're like, no, yeah, not going to deal with it. No. And it makes sense. And it used to be, I know we've said this, at least I have, it seems like a thousand times that it used to be politics was vicious for about six months out of every four years. And the other three and a half, approximately, they kind of worked together. Politicians did. It wasn't completely one side or the other. And your average person never, never was it so bad. I mean, maybe it was back in the you know 1700s or 1800s, you know, Civil War time. <laughs> but in our early lives, people that were Democrats and Republicans were not that diametrically opposed to very basic things yeah and now it gets to the point where if you're just on the other side then your ideas are no good which we saw when joe biden took office and went oh you got to get rid of this trump thing this trump thing this trump thing without even going well were those things working i mean the guy had you know even if the guy was a raging moron, asshole, misogynist, racist, and whatever he was said to be, the economy was good. Gas prices were low. It's like, why would you take his policies out? Because, well, no. You know, if if, if the most horrible racist today, Larry, came out with, here's a pill, it cures all types of cancer, would people go, well, I'm not taking that, he's racist. Well, I think, you know, the, the whole thing about Trump and him being racist is a complete smear job. Oh, yeah, I do, too. Like I said, I grew, I grew up in New York. You know, the guy was a huge celebrity uh, at that time. And there was never a whisper of that. Never. I think it's all just it's just it's, it's bullshit exactly like the Russia hoax. Um, but, but, you know, to your point about days of yore and people sort of closing ranks again once the acrimony of, uh, of an election had, uh, had dissipated. Yeah, they were Democrats and Republicans then. But the, the big misnomer is they're no longer Democrats and Republicans. There are Marxists and non-Marxists. True. And, you know, and, and, and the GOP is such a bunch of fucking idiots. You think, you know, the, uh, the lefties that uh, script Biden's speeches um, love, they, they hand him all these soundbite, uh, snappy pattern words to throw out there. And his favorite one apparently now is, is you know uh, 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 extremist MAGA MAGA Republicans, right? right? Well, except well, when somebody, he says it, it's extremist MAGA. Uh, uh, right? Yeah, you need a translator. <laughs> but but really, why haven't they come up with the 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 the, the answer to that? Which would be, oh, you people are uh, extremist Marxists. 
that's what you are. You know, that's really it's, it's, it's what this whole thing is. That's what it's rooted in. You know, Biden's too stupid to realize it, but that's what he is. Yeah, he absolutely is. And the progressives, that's just a, a you know, a, a retread, a repaint of the name Marxist. You know, it sounds better progressive, but that's exactly what the fuck they are. Um, but nobody seems to say that. And, and that's why it's never it's never going to heal <laughs> no matter what happens in 2024. Um, if by some miracle uh, Trump gets in there, um, you know, they're, they're just going to do the, it's going to be a replay of uh, of 2016. They're just going to cock block him and smear him. And well, and there's going to it's going to be a repeat of the George Floyd. But just because Orange Man's in the White House, you'll have the rioting again. Yeah, of course. And this goes back to the tea party what year was that even when the republican the tea party oh, was the big yeah. thing started out in searchlight uh, nevada um and i'm gonna say that was like around oh eight or oh nine something like that maybe so this is where the extremism and i remember they had a couple of different events because glenn beck was promoting them that mm-hmm. there were a couple of events down like at the mall and stuff in washington you know by the, the monuments and it was always oh my god they're gonna this is gonna be horrible they're gonna destroy the place and right what happened did it no when they walked away there was less garbage on this ground than there was when they got there sure yeah and it was like well wait these people are the horrible racist uh douchebags not the ones when you have every little leftist thing that goes out there and it looks like there was a rager for you know three days before Oh yeah, occupy Wall Street. Some of their st- some of their sites uh-huh. <laughs> after after a couple of weeks. Holy shit! <laughs> but it is again. Yeah. It's that dimension B because they're telling the story and people just believe, mm-hmm. or they believe yeah. part of what they hear. And yeah. there does come a point when you see the damage that's being done, and that's what I've watched with O'Reilly because he seems, you know, he says. He's an independent, but you know, he's a very traditional guy. So you can say you're an independent, but you know, he swings towards the conservative side. And, you know, more interestingly, I guess, is the fact that he's been personal friends with Trump for over 30 years. So the way he covers the stories are obviously going to be a little bit biased, but he, you know, he's one of the guys that I took the clues from when starting the podcasting and that which was don't come in completely closed off don't be like well i know what biden's gonna do so i'm not even gonna pay attention i'm just gonna be totally anti it's like no actually pay attention and if the guy does something good which three and a half years now haven't found one thing yet yeah really but if he were to have done something good you know, if Joe Biden introduced some kind of policy that, you know, say cut prescription drug costs by 50 percent and slap down the, you know, the high drug you know company prices, I'd be like, well, that was a good thing. You know, the, when you get to the point where it's like anything the other side does is wrong, well, then you can't be objective about anything. Mm. But in this case, that one side, I can't tell you one good thing. No, that the progressive movement has done. They've told a lie about climate change. They've told lies about health. I mean, Obama, you you'll be able to keep your doctor. I mean, oh yeah, you might not be able to afford it. You know, you may not be able to, uh, you know, buy a slushy anymore because of the taxes on these things. 
Yeah. Going up, up and up. We're not going to make it illegal for you to buy that candy bar, Larry, but it's now $36 if you want a bit of honey. Sure. God, I haven't seen a bit of honey since I was like 12. Do they still make that stuff? I, I think so. It. Really? Hmm. I mean, I haven't had one because I want to keep my fillings in, but. Uh, and your girlish figure. Well, of course. Yeah, that they, it would pull, pull actually healthy teeth out of your head. That shit. Was, yes. Yes. It's incredible. <laughs> yes. I mean, if you ever right. needed something to keep the doors on in flight on your airliner. Right. Like, Anybody <laughs> got the, some bit of honey? Fuck the Gorilla Glue. glue chewing this hunk of bit of honey for a couple minutes. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> It'll work. No doubt about it. Yeah. Fill a hole in Hoover Dam. So where do we want to start here with yours? We got Scott, we got Joey, we got San Antonio, we got DEI. Uh, boy, oh boy. I guess we could kick it off with, since we were noodling around with Joey a little bit, and his, we could start there. He's got a lot of jejun. I'd like to hear some, him say the Joey word jejun. Joie de vivre. Can we have a, we have a presidential uh, spelling bee, please? That would be in it would be scary, I guess. Yeah. You've got the best economy of any economy in the world right now. Whoa. Yeah. We got the, the best, best economy. Yeah, but yeah. Mm-hmm. The best economy of any economy in the world in right the world. now. Although, I mean, right that. Now. I don't think that's accurate. It's definitely not accurate. No, not at all. And that literally is true. Oh, that's literally true. It's literally true. It's literally true. The lizards agree it's true. and you know somebody's lying with like no no that's literally true no joke my (laughs) word is a biden (laughs) if you notice he's cut back on that shit they must have they must have just drilled him again and again stop saying no joke stop saying my word about you know they must have electroshock treatment or it may just be (laughs) probably (laughs) you know bill o'reilly and i know people like stop referring back to the old guy but he has talked a lot about what he sees with Joe Biden as somebody who had a mother that he cared for at the end of her life that had the particular type of dementia that he believes Joey has. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm seeing these same exact things. Sure. So, you know, it, it's hard to ignore a lot of this stuff. It's not just that he's getting old because. There are people that are 90 years old. There was a, the other day there was Barbara Eden, like 93 years old. God bless her. Uh-huh. Still looks I good. I once stood on a street corner next to her in Manhattan in my very younger days. And there we were waiting for the light to change. And I just looked at her and she looked back at me and smiled. And I said, can you do the blink? She, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> she folded her arms. Blink. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Cool woman. Yeah. Wonder how many times she was asked to do that. Oh boy, yeah. But you could probably tell right off that you were smitten. Oh God, yeah. I'm I'm sure my I was drooling. Like it's genie. It's genie. (laughs) But people turn on the television, and what do you hear? Everything's negative. Stop. He should have said they turn on the record player. (laughs) 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 Surprised you didn't say that. They turn on the Victrola, (laughs) and everything you hear is negative. Yeah. <laughs> you got to play it at 78, Joey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I don't, I don't know what news he's watching. He's in the really? same uh, world, I guess, as Keith Oberman. Remember that MSNBC yes. was the only one that was even barely 
Barely not right wing. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Even the good stuff ends up negative. Or, and a lot of it is negative. You turn on the television and you... Wait, wait. Some Even the good, good stuff right. turns out negative and some of it is negative? Is how, negative. Is, yeah. how is He's the so good confused. stuff negative? I don't... Negative. How is it? Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, my. Hear about hurricanes that nobody there to help. You hear about nations at war you hear you'll see what's going on in ukraine and see what's going on in the middle east but i really do believe in the heart and the guts of the american people they've never given up and what allowed them to manifest what they want to get done is they have these guardrails there's institutions that say they can do these things no one can stop them from doing these things so basically, if, what I'm getting from that, correct me if I'm wrong, is he is basically parroting uh, Barry O's thing about, you didn't build that, the government did it, did it for you. Because he, he just said, you know, we're allowing you to do, we've got guardrails that let you do things. Right. right? Isn't that what he said? It seems, you know, and there's supposed to be a, a safety net, but that's way different than guardrails. I hate the term guardrails, too, but it's a very new, they, they love saying that, guardrails, guidelines and guard, guardrails, fuck off. It's like when you go to, uh, you know, you go bowling and it's, you got somebody that's new, right. and they put the little bumpers down the lane. Yeah, for the three-year-olds, they do that, yes. And Joey. And Joey, yes. <laughs> but I just don't get how this is not beyond normal at this point for the way that this man sounds when he speaks. And he's the leader of the free world. He sounds like somebody's doddering old grandfather. And that's fine because people reach that point in their life, but they should not be one. They shouldn't be driving you in the car. So they certainly shouldn't be leading the country. Yeah. They shouldn't have the nuke codes. No, no, no. So true. And he didn't this whole the Lloyd Austin thing. Oh, my goodness. So what is the deal with that? I'm seeing all kinds of stuff about it. (laughs) He's dead. And I mean, what? Nobody seems to know, which is slightly concerning Yeah, that he was got his, you know, wasn't feeling well, got his cancer diagnosis, was in the ICU, had surgery mm. from what was reported. It was about a month into this before the Biden administration was told that their secretary of defense is basically been MIA for a month. Incredible. I mean, if that was a company, if you were running a company and an employee was MIA for a month, what's going to happen? Yeah. Fucking clown show. It's Uh incredible. It's like, really? The secretary of defense just gone. Nobody knows. Nobody's wait. Does he have just, is he like Joey and has zero responsibility for things that he does? Yeah. Well, you know, really the whole thing of public service has been extracted from the equation. And these guys, they act and act and are paid like rajas and they're going to do what the fuck they want. And they feel they don't answer to anyone. And in, in point of fact, they don't, I guess. And it is very much again. I'll, I'll one more mention of Bill O'Reilly. He's been doing a running bit when yeah. he does his show, which is four days a week. Joe Biden's official schedule today is he'll put it up on the screen. Oh, does he? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Like three days out of the week. Usually it's nothing. Not one nothing. thing. Nothing. The one day it was lunch with Kamala, and I'm thinking, how would that go? 
excuse me, it's Kumla. Kumla. It? Lunch with, I'd rather have lunch with Kumla than Kamala. I'm thinking that. <laughs> and wonder just what kind of scintillating conversation between mumbles and can't word salad between those two go together. Yeah. I want to see a debate between the two of them. That would be fun right now. Oh my God. Well, we, we kind of did. Um, the during primaries. the primaries, yeah, and she and she ate him alive, and uh, he well, she called him a racist. She called him a racist, and the, you know, where's the lie in that? I mean, it's kind of been proven. Truly, uh, you know, I saw a, 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 an article, a recent somebody published online an interview with him from way back in like seventy two, and he had recently um, taken the Senate seat, and you read this thing, and I'm telling you, Darren. You know, it's not, it's the dimensions, just a little icing on the cake. He's a fucking idiot. The things that he said in this interview were so impossibly stupid. You know, he kept it. First of all, the self aggrandizement, everything. I'm smart, but my, my wife, she's really smart. You know, then, then he was, then one of his lines was, um, she looks just like a playboy bunny. Look at that body. How am I going to keep her satisfied in bed? Okay, I mean, what the fuck? Who who says that? This guy's a fucking senator, you know. He was in. He's he's abs. He's a fucking total idiot. And then he's talking about how many times he was invited to dinner at the Kennedys and this and that. He's like a hot number bachelor before he met. He's just a fucking. He's always been a moron. Yeah, and people have said. I mean, I don't remember exactly who it was, but there were people that had followed the. Uh, through his career and that had worked with them that said he was the dumbest guy in the Senate. No doubt. And look where it got him. Look where it got him. It's a weird world we live in. It really is, man. You really don't have to be the best at what you do anymore to be successful. No, no, it's just mind blowing, which I guess that this holds up the whole notion that, you know, he's always been a puppet and he's been compromised and people are pulling his, uh, you know, his strings, the strings in his back. And it didn't makes a lot of sense. Really it does. Doesn't it? Well, because he's being puffed up by everybody in the left wing yeah. media, mm-hmm. including this guy. This is another guy found it reminded me of a different type of uh, David Pakman. Okay. And his name is Brian Tyler Cohen. Another guy on YouTube I'd never heard of, but he has two point like five million people subscribing. So I'm thinking again, what are we doing wrong? We have to be doing something wrong because this show should be astronomically bigger. Yes. Than these guys that do this, because it's going to start out with the Donald Trump talking, then this guy. But we'll get through Trump and then uh, I'll pause it. Okay. Numbers came out today that are uh, really very mind-boggling if you happen to be Joe Biden. And I think they feel this is the way they're going to try and win. And that's not the way it goes. That'll be bedlam in the country. It's a very bad thing. It's a very bad precedent. As we said, it's the opening of a Pandora's box. And that's a very, that's a very sad thing that's happened with this whole situation. Uh, when they talk about uh, threat to democracy, that's your real threat to democracy. And I feel that as a president, you have to have immunity. Very simple. And if you don't, as an example, if uh, this case were lost on immunity and I did nothing wrong, absolutely nothing wrong, I'm working for the country. And I worked on uh, very hard on voter fraud because we have to have free elections. We have to have strong borders. We have to have free elections. Those two things almost above all. And. 
And we found tremendous voter fraud. We have a list of it. We have some findings if you want it. The press doesn't like reporting it, but we found tremendous voter fraud, determinative voter fraud. But we worked on that. That's what I was doing. And uh, they were talking about after. Well, nothing has to do with after I left. It was during the time. And that was what they really focused on today during the appeal. And they concede that, and everybody concedes that. And if it's during the time, you have absolute immunity. Here. Okay. Now, let me back that up a little. Do you, how do you rate what he just said? I mean, according, you know, again, we've heard how Joey speaks. People want to try like nitpicking. Did you have any trouble following what he was saying? Did he seem lucid? Yeah. Yes. He seemed, he seemed quite lucid and, you know, yeah. Follow kept the storyline straight. He kept, he stayed on task and you know, he stayed on, on message as they say, I guess. Right. I thought so. Now this YouTube video was titled Trump snaps goes on unhinged rant. Oh man. So if that's an unhinged rant, I'm just wondering what it is you and I do. Cause I mean, we, we certainly seem way more unhinged than this guy. We have no hinges. <laughs> and this is how this dude on his YouTube channel responded to what Trump just said. Okay. Here's the thing. If you have anything worth saying, you usually don't need to descend into an unintelligible word salad where you throw out a bunch of buzzwords. You just make your point clearly and decisively. But because Donald Trump is spewing nonsense, well, this screed is what you're left with. Now, a few points here. Trump claims that you have to have immunity as a president. First of all, a president does enjoy immunity from civil claims, and rightfully so. But the notion that he can commit criminal acts with impunity effectively puts him, and only him, above the law. That's not a president, that is a king. The idea that Trump thinks that a president can't operate without criminal immunity, even though 44 presidents before him somehow managed to carry out their duties without having to worry about criminal prosecution, goes to show just how warped this guy's perception of reality is. I mean, a few things. One, there were other presidents that were accused of crimes. I mean, I don't know if they're missing out on that. Quite a few, yes. (laughs) Two, calling what Trump just said word salad again when you've yeah. got Joe Biden and Kamala as your mm-hmm. top two. Right. Like, I don't even understand. Like, does, does somebody like this twit listen to Joey and Kamala and think, wow, they're very intelligent people? No, um, because he's just, uh, you know, clearly he's what he is, just a, you know, an apparatchik for you know, DNC, I guess. And talking about this stuff with presidential immunity, mm-hmm. and there's we've had arguments um, on Grumpy Old Benz. I think we've talked about it here about things like police immunity. Mm-hmm. It's very similar, which is if you're doing a job in the public service realm, and I guess the president, is, while you can still make a ton of money under the table, Joe Biden crime family, you. <laughs> are still involved in doing the people's work and the immunity comes from the decisions that you make in your day-to-day job duties. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that the president, you know, Donald Trump couldn't pick up a gun and go rob a convenience store in Washington DC like everybody else is doing now. Right. <laughs> and not be prosecuted, but as the president if he believed that there was voter fraud and he tried to get information on voter fraud, that's not illegal. 
That's a part of his job. Sure. The people that think like, well, no, no, you can't do that. He tried to overturn. But did he? I mean, he questioned it. Sure. And that made a lot of people mad. Yeah. But the day of the transfer of power came and he went, see you later. As we talked about, left a note for Joey. But, you know, it doesn't matter whatever he does. I mean, look at the the famed phone call, which he called a perfect phone call. And it sounds like it was with the, the guy in Ukraine. And, you know, what, what do you got on the, I'm sure, you know, it's not exactly an open secret, but um, um, it's, it's fairly widely known by a lot, of, a lot of institutions, I guess, that there's a fucking cloud over the Biden family, for sure, for, you know, bankers and so forth with the laundered money. And Trump probably got wind of that. And he said, what do you got on this guy? Nothing wrong with doing that. But suddenly that's, that makes him a criminal. Yes. Well, as I uncovered on, I think, a random thoughts back then, yeah. at the point, Ukraine, and I don't know if we still do, but Ukraine and the United States had a treaty about sharing information. Okay, there you go. So when Donald Trump would call up uh, the president of Ukraine and say, do you have any damning information? He didn't say make it up. He didn't no. say create right. something. <laughs> right. Which Hillary did, of course. Yes. Not Trump. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, if you have this, I mean, if you have investigated and found information about the Biden crime family that would, uh, you know, be putting them in a bad light because they broke the law. Mm-hmm. We'd like to have that information. Huh? But again, this is the dimension B thing, because asking if this information exists is now akin to trying to frame somebody. Right. It goes right back to the Adam Curry thing here. You know, again, this is the same person that thinks Donald Trump just went on an unhinged rant is the same one that will believe just about anything. They want to believe whatever it is. They're going to believe it, Mm -hmm. whether it's true or not. And getting to the truth now, very hard to do. Very hard. Which is why I will almost always leave that little bit open that's like you know but if you can convince me that i'm wrong i'm like i don't have a hundred percent of all information in the world i mean i can glean something from the information that i have Mm -hmm. but if you can bring new shit to light then we would certainly like to get it yeah but when the left comes out with these things and it's like well it's donald trump speaking coherently speaking Mm -hmm. at a very monotone level very understandable and then it's like goes on an unhinged rant. Yeah, but I mean, they, they get it. They take their cues right from Joey at the, at the top. Right. Remember that clip last week um, with Joey saying how uh, Trump was mocking and laughing Pelosi's husband. Right. Being with a hammer. You know, and then we heard the exact quote that he was that he was uh, talking about. It was nothing. Nothing of the sort. It was right. a complete fucking fabrication. It was literally. How is her husband? Right. How's her husband doing? And, oh, she doesn't want to build a wall. Well, you know, she's got one around her house and obviously didn't work too well. That's not that's not mocking anything. That's just a statement of fact. But that's I mean, that's what they do. They come from everything, everything. What was the quote they made about somebody years ago? I'm trying to remember who it was. Which politician was it? Somebody said, well, this guy, politician X, you know, if his lips are moving, he's lying. And that's that applies here, you know, to all these people. Just does. It applies to a lot of politicians because the the way the job is now is you're rewarded personally and your family is rewarded greatly 
for every minute you can stay in office. Mm-hmm. So it's no longer about personal service. It's not about serving the country. No, it's not about doing what's best. It's what can I get out of this? Mm-hmm. And it's just hilarious to me still that they're now going after Trump after all of these years of three years here of, well, we've got a money trail to the Biden crime family from Ukraine, from Moscow, from China. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden it's Trump was making money off of his properties from foreign entities. Right. It's like, yeah, but he's in business. Can you show that he took that money and changed policy because of it? Cause I can with Joey, I see the paper trail there. Right? No, that's different. Yeah. Joey's well, the next okay. guy is to wait to see his uh, be canceled. Darren, I think is going to be Mr. Wonderful from shark tank. Oh yeah. I like that because- guy. Kevin O'Leary. Yeah, I've always liked. He's the only one I could stand on the whole fucking show, really. And um, somebody interviewed him. Was it CNN? I don't know. Um, but asked him about uh, about this Trump thing with the was it uh, with his DNA the DNA <laughs> DA uh, this uh, is it Fannie Willis right, which, which is the one I can't remember whether it's Georgia or New York the that's uh, that's uh, after him about the uh, improper loans and that's know, New, York. No cr- so New York. That's New York. Hey, Fannie Willis oh, is Georgia. Is voting okay? The the New York one. Um, and he said, uh, you know, he, he's you know, he very smartly said, well, let's 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 leave Trump out of the, the story and just say any any real estate uh, developer in the country, or the world, for that matter. Uh, you know, this is how it works. You, you, know, so you, you own a building, uh, building X down on, uh, uh, you know, Wabash Avenue. And uh, it's, uh, you, you, you want to go to the bank and say, I want to build one right next to it. Give me some money. Well, how do you collateralize this? Well, my my existing building's worth five hundred million, and the banks are invariably going to invariably going to say, "Oh no, no, we think that's worth three and a quarter." And then you dicker back and forth for a while, and you, you arrive at a figure. And but that's that's just how it works. People always want to uh, puff up as much as possible uh, the value of their their collateral so they can get the maximum loan to to build. Yes, and he said that's just how it works. So you know, he he made a very cogent, clear statement uh that basically said trump's just doing what everybody is and there's absolutely nothing illegal about that whatsoever you know so even the fact but i i predict that because he even though he said leave trump out of it they know damn well trump's in it <laughs> yes <laughs> and they're gonna they're gonna you know watch him watch him vanish from uh from the uh the cast of uh of uh shark tank before too long when you're working with loans of course the job of the person trying to get the loan is to have his property valued for as much as they can. Of course. Of course. If you're giving the loan, you want your safety. So you want that yeah. at a lower amount. Yeah. Thus you don't loan too much money that they cannot pay back. And then the collateral's like, well, the collateral's really not real. So right now they can't pay you back. Mm-hmm. But these are a lot of things again, just common sense, that a lot of people, because we do not teach in school anymore, and because math is hard, and I'm right there with the people who hate math, never was somebody that enjoyed it. But at least I think I can uh, figure out some of the basic concepts like budgeting, which is never taught in school. I mean, DEI is very important now to teach it in school, but not how to balance your checkbook, not yes. how to figure out that if you have a 25% vig on your credit card and you've got a ten thousand dollars on it what it's going to cost you to pay it off yeah well it's it's criminal you know i i remember in um i think it was freshman year of college 
um, I had a course called Personal Finance. And it was taught by a guy. His name was uh, Sanford Appleroth. I can still remember his name. <laughs> That's a hell of a name that? for a prof. Great name. Great name. Right. And he was, you know, he was, um, he, he wasn't a professional teacher. He was just kind of doing this as a, you know, for giggles or whatever. And he always wore a, you know, bow tie and a white shirt. But holy shit, this guy, by the time I walked out of that class, I had a pretty good fundamental understanding of most finance. I knew how Wall Street worked. I knew the difference between common and class A stock. I knew, you know, all of it, the, the, the danger of, of high interest rates and how you get that. None of that is taught anymore. I don't think, is it anywhere? No, because I know, I know your means. I, no, because none of my daughters have ever had anything like that. So I got to imagine that's the case, but that was, that was a mandatory part of the cu- curriculum. You had to take this course. And you wonder why without that, how uh, we got to where we are now. Right. It's amazing. It is amazing. It's sad. Really? Yeah. Now you've got a DEI clip here. Uh, I do. I do. You can move uh, into that one. Yeah, yeah. This is um. This is a guy that is. It's a. It's the CEO of United Airlines. Something about <laughs> something about him is reminiscent. I don't know what, but he reminds me a little of Lance Armstrong, who I never fucking liked. And uh, he's sitting in his high chair with some other dork from some news outlet. I don't know what you know with his open collar shirt. He's so must have been casual Friday. When they when they did this thing, but anyway, this, you can hear how this thing rolls out, and it's really fucking terrifying. This uh, this this clip, I think. Military. How is diversity and diversity targets working into the Aviate Academy? We have committed that fifty percent of the class of, of the classes will be women or people of color. Uh, today, only nineteen percent of our pilots at United Airlines are women or people of color. And by the way, from all the data I've seen, that's the highest of any airline in the country. White males don't just dominate in the cockpits, also in the C-suite at United Airlines. Well, look, at United, I'm proud of the diversity that we actually have in our, our C-suite. I think if you look around corporate America. Correct me if I'm saying, though, so I, this was just based off your website, the people you list as executives, but out of 11 people, three are women. I believe one is a person of color. Um, that's correct. Um, but, you know, in corporate America, I think, you know. That's a low bar. How do you yeah. raise your own bar? Well, a lot of this is, you know, focusing on it. We have uh, programs to, one of the things we do is for every job when we do an interview, we require women and people of color to be involved in in the interview process, bringing people in early in their careers um, as well uh, and giving them those opportunities uh, and creating a stronger band. So there you have it. Essentially, United Airlines is no longer hiring pilots or whatever based on experience, skill. Um, it's based on race, race and, uh, and sex. No more. Who's the best candidate? No more. No. Who has the best record? No. Yeah. And you know, if you want to play that game and you make uh, you know, you're a fashion company or you're making, I don't know, shoes or aluminum siding or you know, it's okay. All right. If it doesn't work out, nobody dies. Right. You know? <laughs> but, holy shit. These are machines that can fall out of the sky unless they are, you know, somebody really experienced and highly skilled. The best of the best should be at the stick in that cockpit, not someone who's there because of uh, their genitalia or their color. It's just wrong. Well, hey, I'm still looking for more five foot tall white guys in the NBA. Yeah. Where are they? We're going to have diversity. Or, or five foot tall white chicks right even let's, better let's, let's really yeah let's get get with the program here how about that and it's like yeah. i understand that the concept should be if somebody walks in 
for a job as a pilot who happens to be a woman or a person of color or <gasps> both and they're talented and they have the required training and everything else great fly that plane yeah do it but if you're like well you know we've got four people we can choose from here three of them are 40 year old white dudes who just came out of the air force who have flown everything under god's son and the other one's a black woman and we need to check that box and she only has flown a cessna a few times but i mean she, she'd probably be fine with a jumbo jet it's insanity it's absolute it's insanity it's where we are and it's when you really start getting down to this nitpicky thing mm-hmm. you then kind of have to go to trusting the united states census and be like well if you really want to be diverse then if black people in this country make up 15 percent of the population there should be no company with over 15 percent black people working for them i because suppose got to be yeah. diverse got to be diverse you want to um, match it's, you want to match well i'm going to take a quick uh, little little uh, side detour very quickly because i know you're you've been probably wondering about the uh the outcome of my great generator oh that's which, right which, i know people were which, guessing and they're like well some of these <laughs> things have to be tested and that's yeah, yeah, why so there might be gas in it yeah because this really isn't too far afield from that last clip um the um the, the, the situation excuse me i gotta sneeze god bless um, you thank you the situation with this with this thing to just Oh God, I got a tickle on my nose. Oh no. Um, oh no. Um, <laughs> what happened was to just bring some people up to speed. I, you know, I, I now live in a cold climate. Didn't really need this. And, uh, like, well, you did for earthquakes and shit. But anyway, I, I bought this Honda generator, got it from Home Depot. Um, thing arrives, plastered all over the box, big, big letters, impact, bold face type saying this ships with no oil. You got to add oil. Okay. Boom. Open it up. There's oil in, on the dipstick in the crankcase. So I call Honda and a woman, I tell her this, listen, you know, can you tell me these things? And she goes, I said, is it possible you test them at the factory? And maybe that's why there's some oil in there. And it's, there's definitely been gas in the tank. I can smell that as well. And she goes, oh no, we ship those bone dry. Those are her words. You better return that to Home Depot, right? So, okay. Got it right from the source, Honda. Right. Cause this was <laughs> what, two or three of these now. Well, yeah. So this is the first ones I send that back and home depot is very apologetic boom they send me another one open that up same shit right i think oh my god this is uh this is ridiculous so then they say well sorry about it it's a second time we'll give you 10 percent off on the on the next one if you take the third one okay fine well that that was never shit because they couldn't adjust the the shipment data i had to go out of town for about a week and i didn't want it sitting in my front steps you know out in the rain or getting stolen so i canceled that order so i still want a fucking generator so the I'll try Lowe's, right? So I order one from Lowe's. Lowe's comes, open it up, same thing. Now it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Somebody... Three out of three, three <laughs> yeah. out of three from two different corporations, competitors. This does not pencil out. So I call Honda again. I get somebody else. And this woman was, the first one was 100% sure. So there was no waffling. The second one goes, well, it could be. And, and then she goes, um, maybe home depot tested them could that be i said well, but no no i'm asking you does the does the honda factory test them right do they run well and i got well well so i knew i was hearing bullshit you know she because it's either a yes or no 
So then I look, there's a, uh, a contact thing for email. And I email the situation to somebody at Honda. Two days later, I get an answer from somebody named like Mutsu Yamashiro. I'm thinking, this is, this is going to get good now. <laughs> okay. And this dude says right off the bat, first of all, let me apologize for that deceptive printing on the box. We absolutely test every generator at the factory. And that's why you're going to always find traces of oil in the crankcase and the gas tank. Sorry about the confusion. Okay. No waffling, nothing. So can you imagine this, this woman, the first woman I spoke to was uh, with no, she wasn't even a little bit unsure. hundred percent. Oh, they ship bone dry. So these days I'll, I'll plug myself as my upcoming show. Cause I know you'll ask me this later. Do you yes. know what I'm doing? Of course. This upcoming show is, is, is going to be entitled the, the competency crisis. And there really is. And it's not just since DEI. It's always been this way, but it's, I think it's probably been amplified by this now. But it basically, <laughs> I don't know if you found, it's so fucking hard, no matter what you're doing, to find anybody who really knows what the fuck they're doing. And if they don't, they'll bullshit you and pretend that they do. Yes. You know, so this basically, you think of it, you know, Home Depot lost some money on this deal because I didn't pay for any of the shipping because this woman at Honda misspoke, talking out her ass, not knowing what she was talking about. You know, they had to, they, they lost, they, they lost some, some revenue because of this. Not well, yeah, lot, you would have kept that first generator and been happy. Yeah, exactly. You know, so like, what the fuck it's, it, but it's everywhere. Oh, it's it is everywhere. Oh yeah. I'm again, over a week waiting for a response from the universal music people on the Taylor Swift vinyl that I ordered in August that came in wrong right. on October 31st. Wow. And still nothing. It's for good content, though. I mean, because I ended up. It is good. <laughs> this is like, yeah. I found the vinyl, <laughs> you know, for the same price on eBay and bought it. But they're like, yeah. the last time they sent one copy instead of the four that I had ordered mm -hmm. and came back again with, oh, would you like a refund or would you like us to try shipping it again, assuming we have stock? And that was the last email back to them a week ago. And I haven't heard my answer to them was, well, you gave a lot of people stuff free when it didn't get there on time. So how about you do both? There you go. How about I, you I send you me the stuff? That's good. I like yeah. that there. Good for you. Man. Figure I'm going to ask. I'm going to, because again, it's just good content because I really don't care yeah. if it ever shows <laughs> up anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's now <laughs> just become good content. And the other thing besides that, now that is the, the extreme of the really, really big company. Mm -hmm. over to the little small frame place that sells sports stuff overall that my parents bought my nephew. They have a puppy named Holly. My nephew loves golf. So the final hole at the masters at Augusta national, they all have different names and it's called Holly. And that's what he named his dog after. All right. So he wanted a photo of that. And there was a woman, a painter who did a really nice lithograph of that hole. And this company, we bought it framed. You could choose the different color matting and everything else. And so it was like maybe in a little bit bigger than an eight by 10 and then framed with the matting and everything around that. And it was like 85 bucks. So, I mean, not super cheap, but not really expensive. Right. Was shipped very, very, very well. But somehow the one corner of it was cracked. Hmm. Okay. That came in maybe 
December 15th or so it was ordered over Black Friday weekend. And I get why it takes a long time to do custom things. But emailed them starting on like December 15th when it came in multiple times, never even got a response. Wow. Once January, I forget January something rolled around. I just went to American Express who reversed the charge within a day, but nice. never even got a response back from this company. If they would have been like, oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. I'd have been like, you know, we're happy to just take this into a Michaels or whatever hobby shop around here mm-hmm. and have the glass redone and just give me a credit for that would have been fine. Yeah. But no, they didn't respond at all, which is just. Again, I think this is the world we're getting to when it comes it to uh, just the way people do their job or don't want to do their job or they're afraid of confrontation where they and anybody <laughs> that's run a small business knows getting a charge back is horrible for your credit and everything else. Sure. sure. So why you just wouldn't even want to respond? And it's like nobody was being a dick, which I understand if somebody's a dick, you immediately like, well, I'm not going to help them. Yeah. But it's like, how do we fix this? That's the question. And then never to get a response. Yeah. Very strange. It is very strange. But yeah. <laughs> so it's either that or like you, you're the thing you experienced, which is we're just going to lie to you and say, no, no, we know. That's it not mind no. blowing. I mean, you know, and, and at least she, she could have said or should have said, you know, I'm not really sure. Let me get back to that. Let me give you what's your phone number, right. your email, and I'll get you an answer for sure. But just, just right. Add a, oh, no. <laughs> that's a good just, question let me get somebody in the you know that does yeah. the, that does these that tests you know maybe we do yeah which makes sense because before you were to ship something like that out i would assume you'd want to test it i just don't know how easy it is to clean that thing then well you can't i mean you you, you, you there's i mean I'm, I'm, it could be done but uh you know i'm sure they, they they put enough oil in and maybe a pint of gas to just make sure everything's tip top and then box it up and away it goes i'm sure they drain out what's left and and try to but I mean, it would be a major, a major step in the manufacturer to somehow mop up all the, the oil that remains in that little crankcase, even as small as it is, right? Yes. So, but, but they should, really, Honda should say, instead of no oil, it should say in the box, you'll find trace elements of oil in here, yes. but you need to make sure that the crankcase is full. Okay, that would, that would be smarter. And, and obviously, Mutsu sort of got that because he, right. because he started his email with that. You Unit know. has been tested, but comes with little exactly. oil left. In. Exactly. Exactly. Don't fucking write no oil and don't have a broad answer on the phone that doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> hey, but they were from the South and they were nice. No, no, she was not. Oh, from that the was South. a different one. Okay. That was lo- Home Depot is from the South. The Honda people, I forget where they were. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. But I'm kind of shocked because I've never been a fan of, of Honda. I've never owned a Honda automobile, but I know they are excellent. I mean, it's really, there's no, and the generators are the best in the world. I mean, they say, you know, a decent generator will, you know, if you can get six, 700 hours out of a Briggs or one of those, you're doing pretty good. These fucking things will run for years. <laughs> you know, just keep going just, and going and going. Proof. Yeah. So. Well, I did bring a, a David Pakman clip just because. <gasps> oh, good. I wanted to, again, kind of compare him to the other guy, which was very Pac-Man like. Yes, he was. This one starts with him talking about what you're going to get from a Trump lawyer and then what the Trump lawyer actually says. Again, very funny to me. Mm. It's almost like a total disconnect that the commentary doesn't even 
pay any attention at all to what's actually going to be said by Donald Trump or whoever. Mm. And it just doesn't matter because they know that the people listening to them are going to be so programmed by what they say that they're just going to believe. I don't understand how this kind of thing happens again and again. I would think if we did this where I was like, hey, Larry, you got to hear Joe Biden's totally unintelligible here. And then I play a clip and he sounds like the guy you know doing Shakespeare. That's very eloquent. <laughs> Yeah. People be like, what the fuck is he talking about? Right. How do these people that watch these shows on YouTube that have millions of subscribers don't go, well, what the fuck are they talking about? Their ideologues. They'll be probably. Yeah. Yeah. Failed former president Donald Trump's legal team is not exactly made up of geniuses. I think failed former president. Oh, oh, but Joey, you know, Joey's scripted always. If you listen to his latest, uh, all of his blatherings, um, he will almost always say the defeated former president yes because he thinks that he thinks that's getting under trump's skin saying he's a loser and defeated i kicked his ass yeah <laughs> the failed right made up of geniuses i think is fair to say uh, alina haba is one of those attorneys and, she- and that was the one that you said was a uh, total smoke show right she's haba? pretty hot looking yeah yeah they had a video this is the first time i saw her and i was like yeah if i needed a lawyer yeah yeah she appeared with Maria Bartiromo, another Trump brown noser. Because, you know, because he's not a Biden brown noser. No, he's not a Biden. Bro. <laughs> On Fox News over the weekend. And this was a very, very humiliating interview for Alina Habba. Humiliating. Ooh, can't wait to hear this it. This is so funny. She's a lawyer. Remember Maria Bartir? I know it's hard to remember. Maria Bartiromo says, why does Donald Trump want special prosecutor Jack Smith held in contempt? And Alina Habba says, because he's in contempt. Oh, wow. Very interesting legal analysis. Alina, thanks very much for being here. Now you'll notice to remember that exact line of kids. Okay. A lot to handle here. First, I want to ask you about the special counsel, Jack Smith. What is President Trump's reasoning for wanting him to be held in contempt? Because he is in contempt, he has clearly ignored the court's stay of that decision. The decision is completely disregarded. Just like anything, these radical lefts are really pushing their own agenda. <laughs> what happened was there was a stay. Sorry, Alina, I, I missed the connection. What does the radical left have to do with this? I don't even understand. Okay, now he's a real moron because he doesn't understand. He is a moron. Yeah, <laughs> she's just told why he's in contempt. Well, what the, part of that didn't he get the whole? Well, they asked her why he was in contempt and her answer was because huh, he's in contempt. It's, she didn't yeah. stop there. She kept. She, she was there. Of course. It's like if somebody's like, you know, Larry, can you tell me why you had a really bad experience with that Honda generator? And you'd be like, well, because I had a bad experience. And then you go on to tell exactly what happened. Right. Well, th- really? You can't. This guy can't figure that out. <laughs> And then the whole, <laughs> what is, what does the far left have to do with the Trump prosecution? I don't understand. I'm like, dude, if you're that stupid, you don't deserve to be on the planet anymore. You're quite right. In the proceeding, that means that all actions, all activities on that case must stop until the issue of presidential immunity is addressed. That means that the president would have immunity during the time as he was sitting president, the same immunity Biden and Obama and everybody else gets. He should be afforded that immunity. That decision needs to be made before there can be any activity on this case. Jack Smith has completely disregarded the, the Washington court's decision to stay 
pending the immunity decision and has continuously filed motions to inundate our team and disregard the law. It is a clear contempt case. I know that if I was sitting as the counsel doing that and filing motions, I would be in contempt very quickly. I would be sanctioned. Uh, so let's see how they hold the cards on this one. But I, to me, it's a clear, clear cut contempt motion. And of course now, uh, no beret says she is definitely quite fetching and he would know he would, but that seemed like a concise, it was also thorough explanation. Yes. But what did David think? Hmm. Obviously special prosecutor, Jack Smith is not going to be held in contempt. Obviously he's not going to be held in contempt. There's no way it's like, how do you know? You don't know. I don't know what the judge is going to do. Obviously, he's not going to be held in contempt. Uh huh. Obviously, Jack Smith did not do anything wrong. Oh, obviously, he did obviously. not do anything wrong. Right. Somebody says <laughs> that about Donald Trump, Pacman would be like, oh, you just drank the Kool Aid. By <laughs> filing motions as the issue of immunity is adjudicated. And the, the scariest part of all of this is that there are many rumors that Alina Habba, Trump's lawyer who just spoke there, if Trump becomes president, is going to be relatively high ranking in his administration. Now, that's all if it's there doesn't have to be another Trump presidency and we should work to ensure that there is not. But imagine a world in which Alina Habba is a high ranking member of a presidential administration. That is scary stuff. I want to be in that world. Yeah. But again, I like that word. She's a pointy chick who is yeah. smart and can speak eloquently. He's afraid right. of that, but he's like, oh, Kamala, love Kamala. Gotta get me right. some Kamala. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, how do you go in after this woman and be like, oh my God, this would be horrible if she was actually in the presidential cabinet? Sure. Like, are you high? The guy yeah. must be high. He's just an asshole. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, again, the stuff that. Audio, and you could probably find something that she said at some point that didn't make sense, but it's like the clip you provided did not show that. Not at all. So to be using that, like, oh my God, could you believe she might be in a presidential administration at a high level? Ooh. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I want to be in that presidential administration then because it seems like a good place to be. Seems like a smart, attractive person able to do the job that they're put into. Yeah. Yeah. Can't be looking for truth from these people because it's not in them. No, no, that is <laughs> that is becoming painfully clear with every next episode that we do. Do you want to go to our buddy Scott Labida? Let's or- do some Scott. Yeah, I think I got two Scots, don't I? There's a San Antonio okay. cops. Is that Scott also? No, no. All right. So I guess it's one Scott. I got yeah, Scott praise. Scott praise. Let's do Scott praise. Yeah. Now, you all saw what happened yesterday when the city kicked out these students in these schools and kicked them out and put in these illegal aliens in place of these American students. Yeah, this was the case that uh, they had to have some place to put some migrants, so they called off school. Yeah, how about that? And told the kids to go home and do remote learning because that always worked so well during COVID. Yes. Because they needed the building. And I'm just wondering, it's like, how do you not have other buildings that you could use beyond a school this would say to me that you're not either trying that hard or you're intentionally trying to do this at least here in chicago i know ever since the old uh, covid thing 
there is a lot of real estate that's open. I don't know why you would need to go into, I mean, there's a lot of these high rises that have vacancies, why you would need to go and keep kids out of school. But that's, I guess, not really the point here. Just the fact that this is what's going on. Yeah. Now you all forgot, maybe you missed the story in Massachusetts. And I think it's happening in some other cities where these politicians are coming out and publicly asking the residents in their communities to open their homes up to these illegal aliens. They're asking them. Now remember back during COVID, in the beginning, they asked us to shut down our mom and pop businesses that we worked so hard for. They asked us to wear a mask. They asked us to take the coma securum in the arm, even though they didn't even know if it worked. And then right after that, even though it was a 99.7% survival rate, what did the government do? They told you and they forced you to shut down your business that you worked your ass for. They told you to wear a fucking mask and they told you to get the fucking juice again, even when they knew it wouldn't work or if it did or not. See, so what's going to happen now is, as you would understand, they're not going to ask you residents to put these illegal aliens in your home. They are going to tell you and force you to take in these illegal aliens. Most of them who are young men, teens, 20s, full of testosterone. I remember when I was a teen and in my 20s, full of testosterone, not vetted for any murder, rape, pedophilia, diseases, viruses. They're gonna force them into your home. It's a fact, people. So I ask you to join me in this prayer. You understand? He grab my hands, grab my hands, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna pray that the people in this country who voted for Joe Biden Governor Holcomb of New York, Governor Newsom of California, the mayor of New York City, and who voted for the mayor of Chicago. We are going to pray together, us folks, and we're going to pray that those people, these American citizens who voted for these fuckers, we're going to pray so hard from the bottom of our souls and our hearts that they force these illegal immigrants into the homes of you fucking assholes who voted for these fucking assholes. Pray with me. <laughs> hey, we said that was going to be what was going to be on the yeah. uh, the agenda. Yeah. Yeah. So it's happening. And I think it'll continue to happen. Yeah. Because you got to put them somewhere. Got to put them somewhere. Uh, well, you can't put them on a plane back to wherever the fuck they came from. That can't that can't happen. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Not, you know, I mean, it has no. in a few very uh, small cases because yeah. the people went wait this sucks yeah coming here was not the answer mm -hmm. and remember the big scam which was kumla's gonna find out the root causes yes the root causes so we can throw money at all of south america and actually the rest of the world just pay everybody money and hell we would have been better off throwing money to keep all these folks back in their homes yeah. i would have rather given them some money to be like well what do you need to survive what do you need so your place isn't so horrible that you're going to come here and have an even worse situation? 
That's what charities are for. I mean, there's a lot of charities out there that would be more than happy to help people who need it. But this, I mean, you get to the United States and you find out that the. Uh, it's one fucking degree. And uh, yes, in Chicago, I don't yeah. think it ever gets that cold in Venezuela. No, no so. when it's like when it was negative <laughs> 13 and they're putting them in Ooh. 10 cities. I don't care how good your heaters are. Really? Tent cities are not going to work. And it's all of the. Uh, all of the towns in this general area know what's going on. They're all on high alert. Mm-hmm. They know that the MO is now because the city of Chicago is getting smart and they're trying to start finding these buses that are not approved to come into the city. They now know that they have to drop these folks off somewhere in the suburbs of Chicago where they can get train access. So even in our little town here, the police have started blocking the uh, parking lots for the train depots here that go downtown because they know that they're eventually some of these buses are going to wind up here. Mm -hmm. The places around here that are warming centers are intentionally not promoting that because they don't want uh, all of a sudden you get a busload of a hundred migrants that show up. They don't have the ability to house them in the, you know, the warming center is just village hall. What's a warming center? Where they say if uh, the weather is cold enough, you can legally just come hang out. Oh, really? So you can come inside. Sometimes it's in a police station. Sometimes it's village hall. Mm. Sometimes, you know, it's a rec center or something that the government would be in control of. It's, hey, so if you. You know, if you're homeless or if your heat breaks and you need a safe place to, you know, not die of hypothermia, come on in. But at this point, no, the problem is it's one thing when you're offering that to your citizens, to the people that live in your area who right. would rarely need it to all of a sudden you've got 100 people show up or more. Mm. So it's an interesting thing to watch. And now that the wife works for the government, I know a lot more of uh you know, what's happening in the, in the behind the scenes. And it's like, yeah, that's even, this is affecting so many people that this is no longer like when it comes down to people going in to vote to be like, it it doesn't affect me. All of this crazy stuff doesn't affect me. It is. It's starting to affect more and more people. All of this border insanity where millions of people are coming in and you don't have the resources to house them, to feed them, to give them jobs, to make their lives better. Mm-hmm. if we were back like the old west was where it was like hey we've got you want to be a homesteader we got land come on down that would be great and i have not heard any of these sanctuary cities doing this detroit i saw a thing about a year or so ago with how many dilapidated properties are sitting around on uh, in detroit and on the outskirts of detroit if they wanted to do a program that's like, hey, if you want to come into America and you want to fix up this house and live there, yeah. come on down. Jimmy Carter will show you how. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you know, not now. Yeah, not now. I will. That's <laughs> Jimmy Carter was not a good president, but I will applaud him for his work with uh, Habitat for Humanity or whatever that was where they, you know, they built the homes. It's like he did good things. Yes, he did. Did not Once run the country well, but no, no, didn't do not not from the White House. Didn't do much good there, but uh, yeah. And boy, he had a nice long life. 
I guess he's still cooking, you know, not much of a, an existence now, but, um, you know, no, it's getting close. And his, his wife died before he did, which is a rarity. That is a rarity. Now you have the clip on with the San Antonio cops. Is there a, is there yeah. a warm up to this or, yeah, this is a, this is a pretty long clip. I'll warn you. So, you know, if you want to cut it off or whatever. And what, what uh, caught my eye with this is you may recall, um, quite a bit back. I'm going to say four, five, six months back, I had a clip of a guy who is the sheriff of Bexar County in Texas, which is where San Antonio is, right? And this guy, I think his name was Gonzalez. He was, uh, he was uh, and I think of the, and the DA as well in this, in this area, were suing or they wanted to prosecute DeSantis for something like kidnapping because he had sent a bus that that ferried them up to that was the great martha's vineyard uh debacle apparently and if you call this cop claimed that the fact that they put him on a bus was somehow even though they all had consent and they signed and right you know knew that this was still kidnapping whatever the fuck it was an un, unlawful uh what's this what's it's just just this side of kidnapping it's like kidnapping without a ransom um what's it called um holding you against your will something like that which is complete bullshit well, yes, because they all, from what I understand, had written things that they signed off on, like, I'm yeah. getting on this bus because I want to go to New York City or I want to go yes. to Chicago. Yes. And it was in, in their native tongue as well. So there's no saying that it was a, you know, a con job or a bait and switch. And Buddy Slope says it's pronounced bear. Oh, OK. So bear. So that the whole X thing, you don't say that. All right. Cool. Bear. We're Irish. Right. We don't know these things. Buddy. What do we know? Yeah, according to CSB, we're the Irish Mafia. I guess we'll be getting yes. into that pretty soon. Yes. Um, but so, so anyway, so this, uh, that when I saw this story, it, I thought, hmm, this is interesting. And um, what it is, is it's a guy with a, you know, I, I guess he's, a, I don't know if he's working for somebody who's an independent journal, whatever, but he's got a camera and he's at this it really, it's a vast sort of uh, facility of uh, sort of, um, how would I say, like almost like warehouse type buildings, one story things, bunch of cop cars around. And it is like a kind of a holding zone for um, some of the illegals that have been flooding in. And there's this tent, uh, not exactly uh, like a camping tent, more like one of those canopy tents, okay, like, you know, on the sidelines of uh, games or whatever. And a couple of dudes are in there in uniform. One's got three stripes on his sleeve. He's a cop. I got to figure he's a lieutenant. And his buddy has got two. He's probably the sarge. And they get it nice in there. They get they're sitting under this uh, under this uh, with this uh, canopy, and they've got a, a, a heat lamp going. And there's a card, and they're eating you know Subway heroes or something, and playing canasta. <laughs> and that's when this guy comes along with his camera and, and microphone and uh, starts asking them some questions. And it's kind of interesting how this rolls out. So, guys, I am currently at the Migrant Center in San Antonio, Texas, where NGOs are facilitating human smuggling of migrants into America. If you look right here, you actually have a San Antonio Police Department car uh, watching as a lookout, basically guarding this area. They're taking side contracts in relations to these NGOs actually being paid a significant amount to guard this area. And I'll walk down here just to show you this even more. They're in their official San Antonio PD uniforms to top it off with their San Antonio PD cars as well. Just to give you a little background real quick. Are you guys on duty right now? We're, this is an extra job for us. So you're being, are you being contracted by the NGOs then? 
They're saying no Why comment. Just to say no. So you, you guys are being contracted by the NGOs? None of your business. No, no, com no comment. It's none of my business. You're San Antonio police, but you're being contracted and paid by NGOs. You're being paid time and a half. Well, and also that if they're in uniform, it's like that's kind of confusing. It is. And if you think about it, if one of these cops stopped this guy in his automobile and said to license the registration and he said, none of your business, how would that go down? Not very well. Yeah. No comment. But you did confirm you're not on duty. This is a side job for you. So you are being paid by the NGOs. Do you think that's a conflict of interest at all? Back up. What I tell you? Back up. So you got San Antonio PD here being paid by the NGOs Back up. to essentially facilitate the human trafficking of illegal migrants into the country. Stop. Stop. This guy, when he's talking, um, the cops are under this canopy, and I'd say they're probably, you know, judging from the camera angle, I'd say they were maybe 10, 15 yards from him, and there's one, you know, like a, a, a fence between them, and this guy's saying, back up, back up. Like, he's not climbing the fence. He's standing on the other side of the fence, but it's back up, back up. He yeah. doesn't want him anywhere near him, I guess. I guess not. Outside the gate. Can I ask you guys a question? These NGOs claim they're not paying for migrants' flights. But the migrants are saying the exact opposite. How this facility in specific works is if the migrants are held here for a certain amount of time without actually being released, then they, they claim that they can't pay. Ma'am, can I talk to you? Yeah, she doesn't want to hear it because she already knows. So why are you not investigating this for human smuggling? Because they're paying for these migrants' flights into cities, into America. Because you're the police. So this is something that you should be investigating. They're lying about paying for migrants' flights. When in reality, they absolutely are paying for migrants' flights and sometimes even double booking and then charging the federal government back. So they're scamming people. But why are you, why are you guys, as police officers, not looking into this? And instead, you're taking money from these NGOs and these affiliated organizations. No comment. No comment? Again? As police officers, you don't think that you in your official uniform is a conflict of interest at all? No comment. And you got Lookout over here providing security as well. Why do you guys have San Antonio PD cars here while you're in your uniforms guarding a migrant facility that is engaging in human smuggling? No comment? It's a lot of no comments. A lot of no comments, yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny when, when um, you know, no agenda social, as a matter of fact, when... <laughs> Oh, when that fled, one that no, when, yeah, that social that, media that, that used place, to be around. Yeah, that, that used to be when I fled uh, California and people found out that I'd uh, settled uh, in Connecticut. I got a lot of like, oh, "What's wrong with Texas?" <laughs> to answer your question, this is what's wrong with Texas. Okay, San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, Houston. There's a lot of Texas that's really fucked up. Anyway, um, aside from that, a lot of it's not, but. Um, just thought I'd, I'd throw that in there. This guy, as he's talking to these cops, um, somebody should have prepped him a little bit better because he keeps saying, you know, no comment, com no comment. A lot of these guys like these too. They, they like to think that they're very patriotic. They've got flags on their sleeves and stuff. But I'm pretty sure uh, in most police forces, you have to swear an oath like the president does to the Constitution to defend it against all enemies, uh, you know, external and internal. And um, that's what he should have hit these guys with. You know, didn't you swear an oath to, to you're, you're basically you're you're aiding and abetting criminal activity. Are you a criminal officer? 
while in yeah, their he, uniform, it makes it while even in worse. their uniform under color of authority. Yeah. So anyway, you'll hear it. It's it heats up even more. Yeah. So you have these two gentlemen up front helping human smugglers as they're on the police force in their <clears throat> official capacity, but taking money on a side gig. That's what he said earlier. So they're being paid by these NGOs, allowing human smuggling to happen when they should be investigating what is human smuggling into America. No comment on that either? Nope. No comment on anything tonight, nope. huh? Do you think what you're doing is moral? No comment. No comment? You probably don't care it's moral because it pays good, right? No comment. No comment? <laughs> what about you, sir? You haven't said much other than telling him not to talk to me tonight. Now he's, he's addressing the lieutenant uh, who, uh, who hasn't said really anything. But just for you to know. Right, that's the smarter way to go. Just never say anything. Well, well, exactly. And the other thing is, too, the, there's, there's these, these two guys, now Sarge, um, they're sitting at look, looks like a pretty comfortable sort of folding table. You know, like I said, they've got some snacks there or whatever, and they've got this heat lamp. All this guy had to do was swivel his chair and turn his back on this guy and ignore him. Right. But he didn't, and he couldn't. And as it progresses, I'm going to tell you why. Do you think this is appropriate, what you're doing? Can I get your guys' badge numbers? What's your badge number? 2213. 2213. What about you, sir? 81. But you said this is a side job, so who's paying you? You don't even know that. Why don't you know that? Because you don't. Why are you in San Antonio Police Department uniforms if you're off the clock? With your San Antonio PD cars here? I don't need to answer that question. You don't need to answer it? No. Why won't you answer it? I don't need to. You don't think it's a conflict of interest? Who are you? I'm a reporter. I'm asking you. I don't care who you are. You don't care who I am? I don't care who you are. So you are being paid by the NGOs? I don't care who you are. So he had, who are you? And then I don't care who you are. What do I just ask? Yeah. (laughs) So you have San Antonio PD here. You need to get outside the gate. There you go. San Antonio PD. Get off my lawn. Get outside the gate. Yeah. Yeah. You're infringing upon our space. Exactly. Being. (laughs) (laughs) So you're not going to answer a question for me. But you're going to attempt to arrest me. So here's where this guy. Now this guy gets off his ass and he's got a Milwaukee tumor. Got to be like a 55 inch waistline and, you know, waddles over and hits. It's like it's like showdown time. He's going to show this guy who's boss. And if you think about it, I mean, really, that's that's really the, the essence of some of these guys brains. It's like I'm in command. I ask the fucking questions. You get outside the gate. And kudos to this kid. He doesn't back down. And uh, I like what, what he should have said was, hey, something like, you know what, Scooter, you need to back off. Get back to your card table. Finish your Subway sandwich. <laughs> because that, that, that just because that's what they cannot stand. They cannot fucking deal with with disrespect, you know, and that might have had him throw a punch, um, which would really make for some great video. But uh, anyway, it continues. He should have bought, a, bought some box of donuts with them. That would have been nice. Just throwing the donuts. Yeah. <laughs> so why are you in public uniforms? You guys are public officials. You work for the you basically public public to be more accurate, public servants. But they never use that term anymore, do they? No, public officials. Oh, okay. Do any of the police cars still say to protect and serve on them? Uh, I think it's still said on a few LAPD cars when I left, but I'm I couldn't swear to it. I think they were phasing that out taxpayer dollars but you're here off the clock being paid by ngos that are facilitating human trafficking correct it's kind of weird how you're dodging this it's a simple yes or no question 
I need to answer your question. So you are? I answer your question. You're kind of answering my question by not answering my question. And considering I know you're already being paid by the NGOs, it seems even more suspicious that you're not willing to admit to it. Quite literally helping facilitate human smuggling outside the gate into America. That's the gate right here. I said outside the gate. Two, two, one, three. Can I see your badge, sir? No, I already told you what it was. Will you show me your badge? No. Because I'm not really inclined to believe you with all the shady activity going on here. <laughs> How much are you getting paid to be here? What did I just tell you, man? Outside the gate. Is it time and a half? You can get the outside official the owners to trespass me if you like. Outside the gate. You got to give me a warning. No, you got to give I'm me a trespass you a warning, warning right now. That's your warning. All right. So, so what, San Antonio, what? What's your name? Mikael Wayne. What a name. So, facilitating human smuggling of migrants into America. He's mad that I'm standing past this little line right here, but he's quite literally helping hu uh, human smugglers facilitate their illegal activities into America. Insane. Welcome to America in 2024, guys. Damn. Yeah. Boots on the ground right in the... Uh... Boots on the ground right there. Mm-hmm. It's almost hard to believe. Yeah, but it looks doesn't look staged. I don't think it's a reenactment. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. But it's like, it's <laughs> no. just, this is what it has come down to. Yeah. When you have a president that doesn't want people to enforce the laws. Now, I have not been following it close enough. My buddy Gene that I do the unrelenting show with. He said that uh, Texas had called out the National Guard. to troll the border try to take some kind of control and was really it's like this could be the next step in towards a a civil war because would the president yes. would they be willing to send in the army to go after these the national guard of texas it's going to be very bad it's going to be bad but uh i admire abbott in doing that and uh, you know somebody has to draw a line in the sand and tell joey and his people to fuck off and uh, be pretty funny if it's a guy in a wheelchair that does that. <laughs> hey, he can still take Biden. I don't care if he's in a oh, wheelchair exactly. or not. Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt he could. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, this isn't even a fair fight because Joey no. doesn't know what's going on around him. Yeah. So now I've got one last clip. I mean, I have a uh, razor fist clip, but we are running long. So uh, we are running long. Yeah. Let's uh, get our Keith Olbermann clip out of the way. All right. Because otherwise people get sad if they don't hear Keith Olbermann at least once a week. The new Thursday Countdown podcast is now live. Quick question. After Trump's hallucinations during his Fox News town hall last night, after the extraordinary incoherence of the House GOP at the Hunter <laughs> Biden hearing. I know. It's again, it's so Everybody's far. incoherent except their fucking leader. I know. Who's a gibbering idiot. So far into Dimension <laughs> B, so far. Could it possibly be true? Could Madison Cawthorn have been right all along? Could the Republicans, all the Republicans, really be behaving like this because they are on drugs and are addicted to porn? Mm. All that and more on the Thursday edition of the Countdown Podcast, now available wherever you podcast. Endorsing Madison Cawthorn? Now, what? I had never heard of Madison Cawthorn. I guess he's a Republican... I don't yeah, remember he's, him. I think if I got him straight, I think he's a guy who was a combat vet and was running for a house seat somewhere. And he was pretty much a 
he was getting a lot of coverage uh, in the last election cycle. And I think he's pretty much a right wing guy. You know? So I guess everybody's on drugs except Keith. And watching porn. And watching, right. I don't understand that one either. <laughs> I don't know how that fits in there, but fuck it, Keith. He'll throw anything in there. He is so far <laughs> down the rabbit hole that you just got to keep watching him. I keep waiting for there to be a clip that I pull up. I just pull up the most recent one where he's, you know, pimping a show. And I'm always waiting for there finally to be a clip where I go, okay, I really can't argue with anything here. No, that'll never happen. Nope. Has not happened. <laughs> <laughs> which is why people tune into this show no beret's favorite podcast this is andrew's andrew's second favorite podcast i know after a watch podcast like what the heck man it's okay man the dude's really into watches that's I can true deal with that i can i can i get it that is sure. true i was just watching bandrew earlier today while riding the bike i was a week behind he was talking about living within your means and i'm like people don't mm. do that anymore no they don't they spend 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 but if you're going to spend, you may as well do it on the value for value formula to help provide some of the entertainment you're getting right here. We don't put these shows behind a paywall. You get to decide how much value you've gotten out of the show. Is it, a, you know, a latte's worth of value? What's a latte? About five bucks now? I guess. Yeah. Is it a large pizza value? We ordered a large pizza the other day, had a gift certificate from Christmas, 30 bucks for a large pizza. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like that's although they did it was really uh, a good one with Italian beef and some jardinere. Oh boy, see that's worth paying for. Yeah, it was really uh, yeah uh, way more uh, Italian beef than the last time we had ordered it. So maybe the last time was just a a mm -hmm. fluke. And I will say the jardinere was delicious. But the older I get, the hotter the food is. It's like <laughs> woo. <laughs> you have to remember that because it's like i was sweating within like four pieces of that little you know the little squares oh yeah but it was delicious but as you know you never know what the amount you get out of the show is hopefully we're providing you with some value bandrew calls us the uh what it's like a, a pressure valve so we can say all the things that yes. you won't say a relief valve yeah yes and we have a few people to thank for today two people came in today with the show number donation, which is absolutely amazing to me. We have Cal from lavenderblossoms.org right off the bat with $111 and says, Happy New Year, my friends. Larry, let me know if you'd like to get some organics, CBD or THCA for Moose to help with his seizures. He wants to know if you have an address yet or are still a traveling gypsy. Okay. And I think you have a new P.O. box so you can get that to I, Cal. I do. Absolutely. Yes. Cal's great. And he makes some great products. Yes. And if it's something that can help Moose, I mean, I and really, yeah. maybe Moose yeah. on a little THC, that could be entertaining. <laughs> He'd be like, he, whoa. Yeah. He gets a little bit of that. Um, in his, my wife puts that in his food. And um, I think it has a, a beneficial effect. It really does. And I know I've used CBD on, you know, some uh, occasional aches and pains or whatever. That stuff, it really works. Very good. Have you tried it? I have never really had a need for it, although I did tweak my shoulder when I had the flu or COVID, whatever it was. I think I slept funny and it's still been kind of sore. Yeah. Because once you just like sleep for 10 hours straight and don't move, then you'll, oh, you'll, you'll yeah. like, you know, you'll tweak <laughs> things that shouldn't normally be tweaked yeah but cal's awesome lavenderblossoms.org i'm gonna need to order some new stuff i've been saying this for a while my dad found another 
bottle of the stuff. So, but it, he swears by it. My mom swears by it with the arthritis in her hands. The wife Ew. swears by it and has tried a bunch of the different tincture. There's a bunch of stuff that mm. Cal has. So if you've got any kind of issue, whether it's pain or whether you need something to help you sleep, these all sorts of essential oils and cool stuff yes. that he can hook you up with. And he knows what they all do and he can, you know, kind yes. of guide you in the right direction. Yes. And Cal is a, uh, he is a small businessman. It's not some corporation. So uh, he takes the time to make this stuff the right way. So uh, lay, lay that URL on it one more time, Darren. Lavenderblossoms.org. There it is. And uh, Bunny Slope wanted to know where I got the pizza from. This one was from Aurelio's. We go back and forth between Aurelio's and Beggars, both of which now have like way too many locations around the city. Oh, it's a chain, huh? They well, they started small. So, I mean, that's yeah, the they're that's not okay. like a domino. I mean, maybe they can <laughs> get to that. But, yeah, you know, they're actually good. Not like Domino's or those uh, little Caesars. No, those are like cardboard. Yeah. yeah. Coming in during the show today, our buddy Duke Walkman, a.k.a. Guru Finley, also coming in with the show number donation of 111. Thank you, Duke. This is the first time I think we've ever had two show number donations in the same show. Yeah. Very cool. Thank it's you. greatly appreciated. I mean, I hope it's not everybody jumping off the no agenda train, but if you're going to jump off that train, <laughs> jump I mean, if you're gonna, I'm not saying <laughs> you should. Gonna. No, <laughs> but Larry and I, we got a place for you to land if you really need it. <laughs> and then Kendra, Dame Kenny Ben, Dame Kenny Ben. She came in with 50 bucks and says, Thank Darren you. and Larry, hook me up with the Planet Raid Social. We can do that, or Darren can do that, because he's, he's the Ben. And thank you, and congratulations, Dave and Kenny Ben, on winning last year's uh, thumbnail. Yes, uh, the No Agenda Art guys. Contest. Yes, and also, Kendra, thank you for your recommendation of the Iron Chef. I tried their sushi about a week ago, and it was sterling. Very good, so thank you. Ooh. See, I've yeah. never had sushi. Gene was trying to get me to eat You've sushi. You've never had sushi? Whoa, whoa. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh, no. No, oh, I God. should, right? Yeah. I mean, Gene says I should. He's... Yeah, He's like, you know, don't great. go, don't get grocery store sushi. I mean, go to a no, good no, place. no, no, never get, never go. No, you got to go. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. I mean, good sushi. I mean, it's not, it's not always good. I mean, it's, um, I, I used to go to this place in, uh, in LA that was fantastic. It was frequented by, as you know, Fabio. <laughs> well, then it must <laughs> and, be uh, highfalutin. Yeah. But the guy that ran it was named Yuji and, um, he was, he was fantastic. And this guy's sushi was just ambrosia. I mean, it was just oh, one of the best in the world. So good. Yeah. I'll eventually have to try it. Got to try it. But, uh, thank you. Kendry says kissing and hug kisses thank and you. hugs. Thank you. I mean, what else, who else could love a podcast so much that they would send kisses and hugs with the donation. That's fantastic. Uh, our buddy Srini. Srinivas Murthy with 2602. <laughs> Thank you, Srini. It's the number just in case somebody comes in at 25. He's like, I'm going to beat him. I'm going <laughs> to beat him. That's monthly. We appreciate that. We do. Also, monthly Dame Slamey coming in with her $20 donation. Sometimes she sends a note, sometimes she doesn't. But I mean, it always comes down to keep fucking raging. One of our raging, raging uh, rage queens. Yeah, she would definitely be on the list, too, of being more than welcome at uh, planetrage.social as we get that up and running. I mean, because otherwise she would hunt us down and kill us, which, I mean, <laughs> it goes right in with the Planet Rage concept. 
<laughs> it does. Tim Hazel <laughs> with his $10 monthly thank you. And our buddy, No Beret. Yeah, here he is again. $10. Right. Thank you, Tim. And thank you. No Beret. No Parade. Is, no Parade. Uh, he says uh, in shouty voice, please. 10 bucks is 10 bucks, eh? There you go. Getty Lee, visit me on the X.com at no underscore beret. That's no underscore beret on X slash Twitter for pointy chicks and Mopars. He he made a great uh, four panel post today on the new North Arty uh, um, instance of, uh, let's see, there was, there, was, there was definitely, I think there was a challenge. It was like a canary yellow challenger. <laughs> and uh, I forget the color. It was a charger, like a 6869 charger. And a couple of brunettes. Nice work. No, no parade. Thank you. Cars and babes. What more could you want? Cars and babes. Nothing. And I like that he's kind of got the whole CSB uh, way of doing the messaging. He's got it all yeah. down. Even like what voice you want it in. Make sure you have yeah. underscores so everybody knows exactly where to find you. Yep. And you can find no beret over on uh, just in case all these other social medias disappear. He's still going to be over on X. That's one thing Elon wins because that's going to be around longer than any social media site we put up. It's going to be around longer than any another little Mastodon instance, no matter who's running it. Because Elon has a billion dollars. Makes it a lot easier. Many, many billions. I think was it 300 billions. That's a lot. It's up there. Speedy bubble comes in. Now this is with the Satoshi's. And he came in with one, two, three, four, five Satoshi, which is what? Like $5 and 29 cents. It sounds way better though. Thank you, Speedy. I says, I pulled up your latest episode. We're number two in my car. And when it initially displayed the name of the episode on the car display, it said, we're numb, which I appreciated. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes we are. Yeah. Darren might be, if it's one fucking degree and 13 below, he's definitely numb. Yeah. It's right now. It's up to two though, Larry. We got, we doubled our temperature during the show. Oh, Oh, happy day. One to two. He says, stay numb. My friends. Yes. Speedy bubble. Thank you. And then CSB with his 10,500 Satoshis. Uh, And as always, he doesn't like my shouty voice. So he wants uh, you to read his not native ad at all. Can do. Howdy, Irish Mafia, Darren and Larry. Please invite your listeners to to visit my cartoon blog at www.csb.lol. And ask your listeners to follow me on Twitter slash X at CSB. Just three letters. C-S-N-B. Then, here's where it gets good. <laughs> then I'll follow back and I'll pay $1 via Bitcoin Lightning after at least 33 days. 33. Of following me. Yo, CSB. That's a, that's a bold offer, I gotta say. That really is. Because if there's a million people who take him up on that exactly, offer. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Although he'll be like, I'll monetize those million people in no small uh, form. I hope so. Yeah. It is interesting. <laughs> him and no beret people are looking to get the followers on the social media because it's hard when your social media account starts shutting down. You're like, where are you going to so, find me? Yeah. They, they Twitter did it to me. You know, I, I had like, uh, I don't know, 2,500, close to 3,000, I think. And I, I'm barely topping 200, trying to claw my way back over there on X. So, so what yeah. you're saying is I'm very brave to partner up with you in a social media enterprise. People you're will be trying to shut it. They'll be like that Larry you're guy. Nice. Oh, my God. Fucking Larry guy. <laughs> Got to shut that guy down. Yeah. 
<laughs> Our buddy Sir Truck Driver coming in with the 3333 says, share the rage. Tell us what you really think. Well, this show, I think uh, we kind of did that. Yeah. Shows Thank we you, do Truck not Driver. shy away from no. uh, mm-hmm. from the any topics whatsoever, even if they're closer to home, like all the, the no agenda social insanity. Yes. The Anonymous, which I think was a great name. The Anonymous. That is a great name. The Anonymous. I like that. Came in with 2000 and 1000 first said, finally, someone talking about the Secret Service angle to January 6th. Thank you. Which, yes, I mean, very few people have mentioned that we did on the last show that the concept, which, again, that Donald Trump wanted to go to the Capitol building on January 6th and was just kept from doing so by various reasons. Mm. The Secret Service pointed out that any time before a president can even think about going to an area, they have to stake it out. They got to go check it out. And if Donald Trump says, you know, tomorrow I might want to go to these 10 Chuck E. Cheeses. Well, there's going to have to be a Secret Service agent at all 10 of those Chuck E. Cheeses until the day's over because he might want to go there. Mm. And there was nothing in the logs about going to the Capitol for any Secret Service agent on January 6th. No. And the uh, next message he had with the thousand was may have oil and gas in it because some gas power stuff has to be tested for carb compliance. And uh, yeah. so that was the Chicanic YouTube channel said that. But yes, we found out that they just test it before it leaves. And this was talking about your generator. Mm-hmm. And then memes 1337 coming in with 2720 leap boosting the split. The quote. I have loved me the likes of which you can scarcely imagine and rage the likes of which you would not believe. (laughs) If I cannot satisfy the one, I will indulge the other. That's from Mary Shelley. You are my number two indulgence. Sustain the rate. So another we're number two with another person. It's okay. We're we're Avis. I'll take that. Yes. Beautiful. In a a world where uh, the number ones, everybody's going after them. It's it's good to be a number two. That sounded way different than I thought it would, but uh, it's true. Absolutely. And thank you. Memes always coming through with the quote because he had a good one. And then somebody was a Dame Slamy or somebody like love the quotes. And then all of a sudden we got to get quotes all the time. I love putting the producers to work. Mm hmm. And thank you also to Dale Jr. He's still doing streaming while he's listening to these shows Uh, at like 100 sats per minute. And when these shows are going well over two hours, that uh, that's real money. Thank you, Dale Jr. Thank you to Dale Jr. And everybody for supporting this show. Thank you, Cal from LavenderBlossoms.org and Duke Walkman, Jay Finley for being show number donors. That I mean, certainly. We'll get Big you invites stuff. to a planet rage yeah. social if you want it. I mean, that's a that's a certainty going forward, which would be a, a deal show number donation. You get that and just wait for more information. We'll be getting through it. I cannot believe the amount of settings on the back end on these uh, sites. On really? the, yeah, I mean, it's like you can do all sorts of I mean, by default, where no agenda social had like 500 characters where Twitter's like 480 or something. Now I think mm. the default for these were 5,000 and I'm just like, no, 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 that's way, no, too, that's way no, too no, long. No, no, no. <laughs> so I have to go through and literally look at about a billion different settings to make oh, sure everything geez. is, and we'll probably be tweaking it for weeks or months and slowly opening that up and getting invites in out. 
Maybe we could subcontract that to Ariner. Right. He, he knows what he's doing. I will give him that. <laughs> God. He, not like he's not having a hell of a time right now trying to get a new instance up and closing an old one down. And Oh, yeah. It's like, just be careful about who you place blame on. There's really nobody to blame except no. for a difference of opinion. Nobody is malicious going either way. The only thing that pissed me off was that a lot of people seem to be making Adam Curry into a villain that I don't think he is in this case. No. So I'm going to make my case for that. And you can disagree if you want. That's the beauty of it all. Sure. It's cool. If you want to support the rage planet rage dot show slash donate, it is very much appreciated to help us keep the lights on the microphones all sounding good. And now a social media site up and running. Pretty cool. We're growing, baby. And I looked earlier. I think it's dropped off a little bit, but we had 111 listening live here Whoa, in episode 111. Ma- while we got two uh, donations of 111, this is somebody better be uh, looking at that 111. There's something going on uh, today. I'm, I'm going to cap it even more for you, buddy. Um, my kids, my firstborn daughter was born at 1111 a.m. And the second one was born at 111 a.m. Oh, so you, this numerology is really hitting home now. It really is so there it's amazing it is awesome and we thank everybody for just giving us their time to listen to this crazy little show we're having way more fun i think than we should be allowed to we're the little engine that could exactly the irish mafia according to csb (laughs) and uh, we know what's going to be on the next that larry show i don't know what's going to be on the next don't uh, know random thoughts yet well i mean i did break down the whole taylor swift thing last time and nobody tried to lynch me so I thought you did a great job of that, but you always do. You always do. I appreciate so do you, that. Yeah. So that's is random thoughts. Be, is she going to admit being an op? I don't know. She, the, the <laughs> Pentagon says she's totally not an op, which is exactly what they would say if she's an op. <laughs> of course. But you have to listen to random thoughts. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com. And then not to forget that Larry show.com. And then there's also a Patreon over there. For like five bucks a month, you get so many bonus episodes. Adam Curry hates bonus episodes. I'll disagree with them there. I know he does. Larry's bonus episodes are primo. Oh, thank you, sir. And you want to check that? I mean, you're still the number one storyteller. And I want to know, nobody answered. Was that memes? That was like, my wife was like, these guys don't make any sense, but that guy's got a voice. I'm like, well, which one? (laughs) I want to know. Which one's got the voice? It's probably you. Oh, no. You've got a voice there. You know, it's you. It's like, I just have to keep. No, no. We are AM and FM. You are that morning drive, you know, rocket and rocket fuel dude. And you know what? If I didn't know better, sometimes I don't listen to myself. I'd say, that guy's stoned. I don't even even smoke wacky weed, but sometimes that's how I sound. So it's a great contrast, I think, really. But a lot of people in the uh, this audience like that. So you, you win. Good. You win them over. Okay. Because I'm right. like, I've never smoked any weed whatsoever. And they're like, what? No. I tried it a couple of times. It wasn't for me. Didn't like it. Irish whiskey. That's about as far as I'll go. Yeah. It's okay. We will mm. be back as the Irish Mafia next week on Monday at 1 p.m. Central right here on the Mighty No Agenda stream. Tell all your friends. Have them subscribe. Go to planetrage.show. And we will all meet right back here once again for another tour of Planet Rage. Thanks, Larry. Thanks, Darren. The U.S. strikes back. <clears throat> a member of the Islamic State. <clears throat> Whole world going. Shit.
Slope says 111 is the new 33. Boom. Oh, I love it. 111 is the new 33. I'm liking that a lot. That's cool. We got to work that. We got to make a thing out of that, Darren. 